All right, what's up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. I'm Alex. And I'm Peter. I'm back. I'm Aiden. <laughs> and, and great start, a, great start. Yeah, and this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deeper discussion of the film. And then we're going to ask the most important question, would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? This week, we're going to be reviewing 3,000 Years of Longing with our special guest, Parker. Hello, hello. All right, so first we're going to start off with some news. And by some, I mean a lot because we skipped a week of recording for vacation reasons and now we've got a backlog. So uh, for starters, the queen died. Let's go. Let's take a moment of silence. (laughs) Oh, man. The Twitter that day was on yeah, fire. Oh, that was Twitter so was amazing <laughs> yeah. that day. Oh, man. The best I've ever seen Twitter. Yeah. Oh, man. It was very funny. Man, I saw one tweet that was like, can't wait till Bush dies to see how Twitter is then. I was like, oh, yeah. that's going to be a good one. I saw that one with um with Trump as well. Yeah. So, and, and so many jokes about like the line of succession. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> There's several like babies on the line yeah. of succession. Like, if you kill off a few people, it's like a 12-year-old. A lot of terrible things would have to happen <laughs> first, but we could have a live-action boss baby. Oh, and I mean, yeah. nice, hey, bro! Live-action Game of Thrones, man. Someone, someone keeps putting like British people like in the the picture, so like it'll be like uh, Damon Targaryen is like the active minor <laughs> for like random person, yes. Doctor Who or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's not a movie thing. Well, it might be, but. Um, Obviously, but, the biggest the biggest news thing that we have to talk about from the past two weeks, don't worry, darling, um, which is being renamed to maybe you should worry, darling, like a little bit. Um, man, lots of lots of things happen there. So I love to it. Recap. Oh my god. To recap, first, I forget what happened first, but we knew, we heard that Shia LaBeouf was gonna be in the movie, and then he got fired for whatever reason, but it like, not just because Shia is kind of like a questionable person. Um, but I think it was, he did like, he quit, which is yeah, like, like so, yeah. yeah, there were multiple layers of this story. So initially, initially Olivia Wise said she fired him because of like yeah, questionable yeah, yeah. Uh, work ethics, etc. And then she changed uh, her statement into like, Oh, like he's not vibing with Florence or whatever. And then Shia, he in. yeah, yeah, Shia actually released a clip of uh, Olivia while she was driving. By the way, recorded a video saying, uh, "Oh yeah, like I have to talk to Miss Flo, etc." But like, it's just a really surreal situation. And obviously, yeah. you have you want to talk about the Chris Pine stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll get to it. So for, yes. first, it was this was kind of like the first thing I want to say where it's like, okay, so why did Shia quit? Like something was happening. Then people started realizing that like something was up between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde. So yeah. Olivia or Pugh said that she wasn't going to be at any of like the press things, like the press junkets for for the movie, and she was only going to attend for like Venice, like for two seconds, and then I mean she is filming Dune, but that yeah. it also kind of says like a lot. Then um, she shows up and she's like holding a drink or something in Venice. Did you guys see that picture? It was great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's wearing like a purple outfit and she's got a drink. She doesn't like, she looks like she doesn't give a shit. 
um, then there was the whole like red carpet and people are, are like reading into the different things. Like everyone's like chummy with Florence and then Harry Styles is just like signing autographs, not interacting with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Anyways, this is all like kind of like nothing. But then for the actual like seating of the thing, oh, of, of like watching the movie, Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde were like separated by three people <laughs> so that they weren't sitting next to each other. Like Chris, pa- uh, Chris Pine and Gemma Chan were in between them. And in yeah. between those two were was um, was Harry Styles. So that none of the potentially problematic people could sit next to each other. <laughs> Can we just talk about how like Chris Pine is an absolute hero? Like he He's had great. to sit, he had to sit through so much shit, man. Like during the premiere, is it was Harry Styles and Chris Pine on his right, then Olivia Wilde, and I think Olivia and Harry are still dating, right? I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> And uh, it it seems like why would he why would he separate them? Why would Chris Pine sit between them if they were dating? Yeah. Oh shit! I totally forgot. There's also one more thing between Olivia and Florence. Uh, during the yep. press junket, uh, Olivia kept trying to talk about the sex scenes in the movie and how they emphasize female pleasure, but Florence did not want to talk about the sex scenes at all. She wanted like the focus to be elsewhere. Mm. That that also happened, and I think um, I missed that bit. Yeah, and there was and then, obviously like the cri- famous Chris Pine interview face. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was <laughs> that was great. So for those who didn't see, um, there was a Chris Pine and Harry Styles were paired together for the press junkets, and Harry Styles is just I don't I don't know who thought he needed to be in movies, but now movie. he's just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he said was um. He was, he was trying to describe the movie and he was like, yeah, it's a, it's a movie that, that feels like a real movie. <laughs> and, and that was the clip that released and you can just see Chris Pine like dying inside sitting next Dude, to him. There's one more. There's one more. He also said like, yeah. I actually don't know much about acting. I was no, just no, of... he's, he, he said, the thing I love about acting is I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Which is like, why would you... Why would you tell on yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. We knew, but you didn't have to say it. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, during all of this, like Chris Pine is just making the best faces. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Absolute hero. And then, and finally, um, also during the, um, the actual screening of the movie, it, when Harry Styles comes to sit down, it looks, it really does look like he spits on Chris Pine. It's it's hard to tell for sure because like you yeah. can't see. I saw a different angle and it doesn't look like that from a different angle, ah. but like it, it's still really funny. Yeah, no, I don't have like I think like realistically the things Harry Styles says like they weren't that dumb. It's just the context of it all that it's like oh this is really funny. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I do want to say about the Shia LaBeouf thing is that like I've seen some people be like kind of like praising Shia and like like kind of rallying behind him it's like the allegations against him are like actually disgusting like, yeah like it's like and he's admitted to a lot of them so it's like really it's yeah he up. was he was a piece of shit to uh i think it, what's her name F- fka twigs i want to say yeah yeah and then more recently actually during this whole uh you know thing going on it turned out that he he so he in 2019 he released a movie 
called Honey Boy that was supposed yeah. to be like autobiographical. Oh yeah, where, and he lied about his dad, right? <laughs> he he plays his dad in the movie and he's portraying his dad as a super abusive father and then he just like said in a press for no reason. I don't know why he said this. He was like, "Oh yeah, that was a lie. I was just lying. That was a fabrication. His dad was great to him." And I was like, "What?" Why would you do that? Like, that's insane behavior. The guy's actually nuts, though. There was, like, a celebrity screenplay reading at the start of COVID. And he was playing, like, this this high school kid who does drug all the time. And he actually, like, started, like, acting in real life. There's a scene where where the kid gets high. He actually got high and started taking off his shirt in the truck. With was like that... Brad Pitt and a bunch of other people all in the same Zoom call. It was fucking nuts, bro. I no, I definitely remember that. Was that like was that it like, was a, like a charity? It was a charity reading for uh for something. Is it dazed, dazed and confused, maybe? Maybe. I think Because I remember the same... that. I, I... Uh, do you remember uh, the, the, the Pedro Pascal thing where like he was like laughing for one second and turns into like crying? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably the same from. thing. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, so lots lots of drama with Don't Worry Darling. Um, some people okay, have speculated. One, one final okay. thing. Okay, you Trip might be touching on that. But Go ahead. there is a speculation that because Warner Bros. are so broke right now, yes, they can't yeah, really yeah, afford yeah. to market the movie. So they have to use drama to market the movie. <laughs> it's a, it could be a complete fabrication, essentially, um, which would be great because apparently the movie's not doing so hot. Um, yeah, I've heard the earlier views are that it's not great. That Florence Pugh is amazing in it, and Chris Pine's really good in it too. And that other than that, it's like... like It's mostly the story I've heard isn't very interesting. Like, it's... Yeah just like the stepford wives or something and yeah i've heard that it's like it's like pretending like you wouldn't automatically assume like there's something wrong with this idyllic place and it's like acting like it's gonna rug pull but it's It's literally in the trailers yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i think i saw the trailer um before three thousand years and it kind of reminded me of that. Um, do you remember this Matt Damon movie that came out a couple years back? Where Elysium. Like, I love the Elysium. No. <laughs> he's like in a suburb or something. And then it's like not as it oh, seems. Yeah. And I think that one completely flopped too, didn't it? Yep. It did. Yeah. yeah and I, it looks like the same gimmick. And it looks like it's going to blow it just like wait, wait, Suburban this, and whatever did. Elysium? No, it's Suburbicon. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Elysium is sort of similar, though. It's like futuristic society. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you saw a different cut of Elysium than us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, so... uh, it, yeah, uh, I I saw one review that said it was like a C+. So that's kind of like... And then Rotten Tomatoes scores have been released. It's gotten rotten, so... Yeah, plenty to look forward to. Comes out in two weeks now. Um, I would be shocked if we didn't do it for the podcast, though. Yeah. I'm still seeing that. I'm going to see it, too, yeah. <laughs> Peter, you're uh, um, What else? Uh, kind of on the same topic, um, Harry Styles has another movie releasing this year in October called oh, My, yeah. My Policeman. So not only does it have Harry Styles, but it's also ACAP. Let's go. That's Perfect cool. combo. What is, it, what is he playing oh, in it again? I don't remember. The policeman. I, oh. It's, I think also for that one, there's another funny comment he had where he's he's like kind of like this like queer icon right now. And he kind of like won't take a firm stance on. And I mean, 
there's this whole thing about like wh- whether he needs to out himself or not if he is yeah. or isn't actually queer but he's a queer icon is and the thing is so he's playing a, a either gay or bisexual character in my policeman and he said in in a quote something along the lines of like yeah why is why is gay sex always pictured as like gay sex why isn't it like the other stuff and some people were like why is gay sex gay sex i don't know harry styles wanted like what does it even mean it was a weird comment yeah but i didn't see that one to be honest with you <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't with the rest of the like don't worry darling stuff yeah. but yeah um so that one looks interesting and i can't wait to see him act in that one um and then kind of like also on that um, Shia LaBeouf thread, apparently he's going to be in Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis. Oh, yeah. So that's a bummer. Yeah. I was so happy when uh, they announced um, uh, Audrey Plaza. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now yeah. it's, and then now I'm like, oh. Isn't that like Brendan Fraser supposed to be in that too? No, I, I'm thinking of something else. I don't he's, know about that one. He's in The Whale coming out later. Yeah, I know he's in The Whale, but there's another, there's like a, a big director that he's supposed to work with i don't remember though oh i'm not sure um okay what else um the other like biggest thing that happened was leonardo dicaprio dumped his 25 year old girlfriend <laughs> that was also a good day for twitter that was funny was, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, continuing his his trend of not dating people over the age of uh 25 and then not too long afterwards there was like a like some article was like Leonardo DiCaprio is now intending to date Gigi Hadid who is 27 which is such a like first of all like a really weird thing to have an article about yeah. like Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio has intentions like, <laughs> yeah how, why do you know this did yeah. he tell you <laughs> it feels very much like like a PR stunt it, where he's it, like, like it also feels like they're like patting him on the back like oh he's le- he's leveling up he's maturing he's going for 27 like, years like two years <laughs> how old is he now <laughs> let me just check checking how old he is want to guess uh 39 he's 43 nope. right nope 50 no Parker what do you think man uh yeah I gotta go mid 40s 45 he's close to 47 Oh wow! Okay, forty-seven, twenty-seven. So yeah, two-year bump. He's... Every ten years he ages, he can date one more year up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's gross. Um, what What else happened? Um, there was a Jordan Peele mentioned that there might be more to the Nope universe. Oh yeah. We're gonna maybe get more Nope stories. What? could he possibly be talking about? That's my question. Yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was like, I wonder... Because I don't know what... Else. My first thought was, like, oh, he's going to talk about, like, the Gordy thing a little bit more. But then I was like, I don't know what else you would touch on other than, like, information we've already been given, but more in-depth, and I feel like that's not interesting. So I wonder, like... I guess the thing that, like, we don't know exactly the origins of Jean Jacket, and, like... <laughs> No. You know what I mean? Jean jacket prequel. <laughs> That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I just mean like, like was Jean jacket hanging around doing something else before, or I don't know. Okay, sure. Maybe they'll do um like pray, and they'll just move yeah. the time period. Yeah, Jean jacket with like 
I don't know. The ancient Maya. People or something. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I was going to, maybe they'll do like the Gordy show, whatever it was supposed to be. Like, they'll just do it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there must be something for like Jordan to like latch on to because, like, he doesn't just do random things. He's always pretty purposeful. I don't know. Maybe he just liked the two characters. Like, maybe it's not Jean Jacket. Maybe it's M and OJ that he wants to follow. I could see that. Um, continuing on this thread of following up with movies we've already talked about, um, I've heard lots about Thor, Thor, our favorite, in uh, in the last two weeks. Um, I'm going to work my way up to my favorite piece of news. So, so first we heard that um, Gore was supposed to sacrifice the children in the original script. Like, he wasn't just, like, kidnapping them so that Thor would come rescue them. Like, in some convoluted thing, yeah. but he actually needed to kill them so that he could open up the thing. Oh, or whatever. Okay. There was like more than one draft of the script. That's crazy. Shocking. shocking <laughs> right? um, but yeah, it wasn't only just Stormbreaker. And, and honestly, good for him. Good for him for killing those kids. Cause yeah. that would have been something. At least there would have been something. Um, more recently, there's been some uh, fixes to the CGI on Disney plus. They've updated the, uh, the version of the movie. So uh, I think the biggest one was Axel's head, the floating head. People noticed that it was clear and like they had fixed it a little bit. It doesn't look better. It still looks like um, like the floating baby head in the sun from Teletubbies. Yeah, like that's more or less what it looks like. Um, kind of also on this CGI thing, apparently um, Thor's helmet was not CGI. Oh really? Yeah, there's a there's pictures behind the scene pictures were released where you see him wearing the helmet. It's confusing because it's still, it looks terrible. Yeah, so so, so it just looked bad practically. I don't, I, I guess. Um, it's either that or he forgot to wear it during the take. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe like they had it to stand in, but then like in post they were like, oh no, this isn't going to work. We need you to recreate this in CG or something like that. Maybe. I wouldn't or put maybe, it past Marvel. It could have also been like, um, like a, trying to fix continuity kind of thing. Like there were some shots where he had it and then others, he I don't know. It's just weird. And then this was my favorite. Apparently, I don't know if it was in a draft or if there were just discussions about it, but there was going to be in the film, there was going to be Jesus as in Jesus Christ. That was going fire. to be, that would have been so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened, but like any, like, scene with thor and jesus yeah that's just perfect that's <laughs> hilarious I'm, i i would love to see jesus as a marvel hero that'd be so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> see a jesus MCU. fighting as a third act sky beam and like a cgi <laughs> <laughs> so funny yeah what if he what if he came back in the third act in the powers <laughs> of thor or something yeah. <laughs> oh man that would have been great just like, there's like there's like a big body of water and like they need to get across it and everyone's like no what are we gonna do how are we gonna get there then jesus steps up like yeah i got oh, man what if he's like throwing like crucifixes at, i don't know yeah um oh, that would have been so good um speaking of marvel stuff d23 was this weekend and there's some disney news that i'll get into but for me the most interesting stuff was marvel so um, let's start with the biggest thing in this uh, section. 
they released the roster for the Thunderbolts movie. So who, which of you heard and are aware of what's going on with this? I saw like a one tweet that I scrolled by. Yo, I wouldn't yeah. say that's the biggest news, man. That's for me. This cap. is this is a huge discussion. I hate it. Yeah, I just <laughs> saw a picture Parker? of it. Okay, yeah, just a picture of it on Facebook or something looks pretty pitiful. <laughs> yeah. So Thunderbolts is kind of like Marvel's answer to the Suicide Squad. It's supposed to be a team of villains that usually are reformed or more like the anti-heroes. So the original incarnation was a bunch of um, uh, it was a bunch of villains that were masquerading as heroes. And then there's this big reveal when they take off their masks and you realize, oh, they're actually villains in disguise. And the later versions were just a bunch of heroes that were kind of like on the line. So like, um, I think Red Hulk, Deadpool, Punisher, Elektra, like those kind of people who are not pure heroes. Um, And for whatever reason, Marvel decided to go with neither of those, chose a bunch of people who were essentially heroes already. Yeah. Um, I'll give the list now for people who don't know. So it's Yelena Belova, the new Black Widow. Uh, Florence Pugh, again. Um, the Winter Soldier, Bucky. Um, U.S. Agent from uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Taskmaster uh, from Black Widow. Red Guardian from Black Widow. Uh, and Ghost <laughs> from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, and then Julia <clears throat> Louis-Dreyfus. I don't know why they included it. Like, they put her on the team photo as if she's going to be a valuable contributing she's member. She's playing herself. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. gonna be Julia Luther. Actually, no, she's uh, reprising her role as Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, that would be fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, actually, on that last bit, uh, some people have been like, yeah, why is she in the photo? So, some people think that maybe she's like the Red Hulk because William Hurt passed away, unfortunately. So, we're not going to have the traditional Thunderbolt Ross is Red Hulk kind of thing. So, it's possible. I think it'd be weird to see Julia Louis Dreyfus as a cgi monster but maybe that's just me (laughs) um the common complaint though with this team is that it's basically a bunch of people who have the exact same powers it's so like hand-to-hand combat specialists and some of them are strong yeah also like like, almost all of them were like redeemed in their respective movies by the end of also true so no no villains in the thunderbolt movie um U.S. Agent was kind of like one of those on the line yeah. characters, and yeah, that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> All of them are are heroes, or were basically redeemed by the end of their movies. So, yeah, it's not looking great. Um, Zemo is also missing from the right. Roster, like that's what I was gonna which bring is really up. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, which would like would have been my favorite character from the team. Um, some people have speculated maybe it's he's in the movie but as kind of like an antagonist so he could be leading like a different thunderbolts team the real thunderbolts yeah that's like the proper one that would be something um i don't know and it's i also noticed that i feel like they're all all the characters are just from things that people didn't really like so like three (laughs) characters from black widow because no one liked that movie um Two characters from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was pretty mixed reviews. Um, the ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp, which a lot of people didn't like. I really liked that movie, personally. I actually thought it was fun, too. Yeah. I, I think I liked it in theaters, but I've heard a lot of negative negative things 
uh, more recently. So I'm going to, I'm going to rewatch that one eventually and see where I stand on it now. But yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's disappointing. Um, you know, the, the, the characters that are in the MCU that aren't on the team. So Zemo, um, the abomination would have been interesting. Um, although she Hulk is using him. So that could be yeah. complicated. Um, Justin Hammer. I mean, that's a oh, big yeah. ask. It's a big Dude, ask. Sam Rockwell coming back, bro. <laughs> but I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah, oh, he's so fun. great. He's um, great. I think he's also in Armor Wars, though. The Iron Man. Or, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. He might be. He might be. Mm-hmm. Um, Batrock. No, I guess he's the same. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of... Yeah. I don't know. I'm sad that like not even like one or two interesting characters. It's just Ghost. Ghost is the only one who's different from the other guys. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I guess the, the dynamic between them could be fun, but I just don't understand why they put Bucky on the team, man. Like, Bucky right? is so, like so Bucky. out of place. Yeah. I think they don't know what to do with him anymore. Like, yeah. he's had his arc. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? What is Bucky, you know? I don't know what his thing is. I've seen him for way too long. Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. For like, him. like, it will be really fun seeing like how Yelena interacts with the team members because I, I she's just a really fun character in general. But like, oh, she's she's, great. she's on the team with her dad. Well, like step. Yeah, dad, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. Yeah, her her um, essentially her dad for all intents and purposes, right? Which is so it's so weird. Um, I I tweeted out to to the ether. Um, I tweeted uh. It's. I feel like Kevin Feige overestimates how much Red Guardian content I want in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, what's his name? David David Harbor. Yeah. I feel like they yeah. just got David Harbor, and then Bro. they're like, "Hey, we gotta use him for all it's these stranger, stranger things. things. Stranger things. People like Stranger Things. Yeah, we gotta milk the Stranger <laughs> Things hype. So you know, they're like, ah, oh, well, okay, we've got this Russian guy who's kind of funny. What do we put him in? Marvel zombies. I don't know. <laughs> what else do we put him in? Thunderbolts, I don't know. And then we're going to get, I don't know, maybe we'll get, um, what's the Russian team called? There's a Russian uh, version of the Avengers with a bear. Oh, man. I'm not remembering. I'm blanking, (laughs) dude. I'm going to look it up. Uh, No, no, that's a a movie. There is a movie. Oh, right. Okay. There's a movie from 2017 called The Guardians that is an Avengers knockoff, but that's not what I'm talking about. There's a team called the, uh, The Winter Guard. And yeah, so he could have been a part of that because he usually is. He's the cap. And then, you know, Yelena is the Black Widow. And there's a person who's a bear. This is the hog. That's just so funny to me. There's a bear person. Anyways, I'm getting way off track. Um, yeah, I'm, for, for Thunderbolts, though, like I'm disappointed that they didn't even try to introduce like new characters. Fast, so yes. I was kind of hoping for two of the more iconic Thunderbolts characters who are Atlas, who is a guy who can grow pretty big um so like kind of like giant man ant man thing um and there's a character called songbird who's like black canary but well this is what happens when you kill your villains you don't have any to play with later so yeah i'm so checked out of the mcu at this point like i keep hearing about these new projects that are just like yeah this is the power guys and i'm like oh for sure (laughs) yeah can't wait for that one (laughs) All right, um, let's talk about something actually high. Yeah, no, I'm moving on from there. But yes. like, yeah. Um, okay, what else? Cap, Captain America, New World Order. Got some new information on that. Um, yeah, who, what's the whole Tim Blake? I think that's his so, name, right? So Tim he's Blake so Tim. Uh, is his name Tim Blake? That doesn't Tim Blake Nelson. 
Tim yes, Drake thank now. you. I was like, that doesn't sound quite right. He, he was in MCU before. Is that the? He story? was in. He was he in the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Okay. Incredible Hulk, the one that people aren't really sure if it counts. It does, um, because you know two characters are now reprising the actually three. Ross was from there too, mm-hmm. um, so he was just like helping out the Hulk in that movie. And then there's a very like obvious tease in that movie where he gets blood in a cut on his forehead, and his his brain starts bubbling up like. So he's going to be um, the leader who is a hulked out person who isn't strong. He's hulked out and then he becomes smart. smart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks, Aiden. Pointed at his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. The audio so listeners just, love that when I do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got like telepathy stuff. Um, so, so that's interesting. I don't know how that has anything to do with Captain America, but um, they're really trying to push Hulk right now, which I think is hilarious. So the whole She-Hulk yeah. is expanding the Hulk universe, and then you got this. Um, I mean, they could do something. They described it as a paranoid thriller, so it seems like they're trying to um, to recreate the Winter Soldier, mm. um, which, I, I mean, solid move. That was the I best like Captain America movie. Um, so maybe they're trying to do, like, maybe the leader's, like, behind, what is it, QAnon or whatever? <laughs> Maybe he's behind it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but people have pointed out, speaking of like QAnon stuff, um, people pointed out that New World Order is like a conspiracy theory yeah. that's anti-Semitic. And then the villain of the movie, Tim Blake Nelson, is Jewish. Oh, and no. Then, then they figured that maybe that's why they're also introducing the An first Israeli, Israeli super- superhero. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. I've never heard of this character. Um I think it's also part of like they're trying to bring out characters that are um, more representative of like the world. So um, if you remember Moon Knight, there was the the Scarlet Scarab character, oh, yeah. another character I'd never heard of, but it's an Egyptian hero, and then we have one of those, and that's great. Um, so that's interesting. <laughs> Some people though were like, "It's interesting that Marvel is now taking a hard stance on the Israeli-Palestine yeah. conflict with yeah. this one." <laughs> um, yeah, like the podcast. I was, I was... I did see that. that. And I was just like, I just know that they're going to f- make a very, like, like They're going to fumble yeah, hard. It's not going to be good. Like, no. Um, I just hope that it's not like Wonder Woman 84, where yeah. that one yeah. was very sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, yeah it's, it's quite a tightrope they have to walk for that one. Um, actually, kind of, I guess this fits that thread. Um, this is kind of more of a rumor thing that might be true. So take this with a grain of salt. And if you don't want to know, don't listen right now. But some people have been saying that Moon Knight is going to be in the movie too. If true, crazy, because we've already got a Hulk character. And then the fact that you've got an Israeli hero and then like Egypt. And I'm like, I feel like we're starting to get into a <laughs> situation that could be interesting. Um, I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> Um, last thing about Cap, though, Carl Lum- Lumbly is coming back. Uh, he was in Cap. All these names are so hard to remember. Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was in that one. He was a a black Captain America who had been experimented on oh, after yeah. Cap. And oh, oh, I thought that was oh, like the Isaiah most Bradley. Show, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was the good part. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was the, the only good, good part. part of that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things. Uh, Leaving that show, I was so shocked that we didn't have a flashback episode 
I was like, why didn't you do that? Yeah. They that like them, so awesome. They had this in super interesting story. They're just like, now nah, we're just going to have Sam and Bucky like hang out on a boat, though. What if they just <laughs> yeah. They're just padding time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that he's coming back, and then maybe they'll actually do something with it. Um, okay, moving on from there. Um, Kingpin is back in Echo, and Daredevil is happening, and Born Again, and... But the best thing about Kingpin, though, is that... So people have been wondering, at the end of Hawkeye, he gets shot off screen by Echo. Um, and so people have been wondering, is he dead? What happened to him? Obviously, he's not dead. You don't just kill off Kingpin. Yeah. But apparently, the way they're, they're going to resolve this situation... So, okay, so what happens is, you see her hold a gun to him, and then the camera moves away, and then you hear the bang. And we don't know where he's shot. And then all we've heard from like just conversation there's no pictures is that he's gonna appear in echo with a band-aid over his eye that'll so that'll like, fix it's like the carl from the walking dead <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess i don't know like is he gonna be like permanently nick fury like i don't know it's a weird look for Man. kingpin i i loved daredevil like daredevil is probably one of my, i think daredevil is one of my favorite shows ever and like it's i solid I didn't li- like the way Kingpin was in in Hawkeye. I was like, man, I love Vincent D'Onofrio, but like, I don't like this depiction of it. Like, no, he's like, not at all. It was, yeah, it was, it was wrong. He was, I have, I have to agree. He was a bit too like strong. He was like the Hulk. Like yeah. he, you could just like throw anything at him, and it was like I don't know if all of those things would have worked. Yeah. Um, Cause like he's supposed to be like a character that's the whole mystique and the intimidation factor comes from that he's everywhere but he's nowhere. You know, like you can't find him, but his influence is everywhere. That's what's scary about him, and that's what's so perfect for Daredevil. You know, like you sort of yeah. you, you can't really fight him in the legal battles because you know he has so much power and influence. But like even like trying to track him down for Daredevil is difficult and i, I mean, think like this he is sort of also, like he is also strong though like if you remember yes um, but i felt like like there's so many he felt like wrong. bulletproof though yeah exactly like, bulletproof and, exactly. Too hard. and yeah. also like there's so many strong characters in mcu already there's no mm-hmm. like you know there's nothing special about him if okay. you just make at him least at least think guy. about this think about the spider-man ps4 game it, like one of the very first. It. <laughs> you haven't watched it online though. I know you do that. No, do that? have okay, not. Fine. Early Is it like comically the... big? Like, um, like, like he's the comically uh, it... bigger than Spider Man. But anyways, my point is he's really strong in the game too. Like he's just supposed to be like a heavy hitter kind of like a football player, right? Okay. But yeah, I think I think they took it too far in the series. Anyways, that's enough about Kingpin. Um, we got our first kind of bit about what the Marvels is going to be about. That's Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. Um, so apparently, the plot kind of like gist is that the three heroes, Captain Marvel, um, whatever they call, what's her, what's her, Maria or Monica Rambo? Whoever's the younger Monica. one. Monica. I think, I think it's Monica. Monica. Yeah. It's Monica. Okay. So Monica, the younger one who might be Photon, hard to say what name she'll take, um, or Spectrum, it could be Spectrum, um, and Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, the three of them, their powers are going to be entangled um, because they're light powers. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so then 
every time they use their powers, they switch places. And I that's what the movie is about. They have to Honestly, team up because they switch places. If they execute that correctly, that sounds like a really fun movie. I would enjoy I've, that. I've heard that it's supposed to be like kind of funnier. And, and I, I think I heard it was even supposed to be funnier than Ant-Man 3. So it's funny how they kind of switched. Like Ant-Man went dark and yeah. Captain Marvel went funny. Because like I know there's another thing is that they go to a planet where you have to sing instead of talk or something. So there's going to be like musical sequences. Okay, I hope it's well. not too funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I felt like Marvel's gone way too lighthearted. Like, like you know, like yeah. you can't just laugh at everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like there's like appropriate moments it's supposed to stay neutral or like a little darker. Yeah. But... Um, okay, I'm going to try and wrap up some of the other things. So Ironheart, they talked about um, Anthony mm. Ramos. Um who was that guy in Hamilton, and then he was in In the Heights. He's going to be playing the villain, The Hood. Um, it's a guy who has a, a magic cloak and guns. And apparently it's going to be magic versus tech. Okay, <laughs> if you say so. That's good. Um, I hope I'd say this name correctly. Um, Ke Huai Quan from Everything Everywhere All at Once, the oh. husband. Um, he's going to be in Loki Season 2. That oh, is cool awesome he's gonna be playing a tva agent which is exactly what i would have guessed um love that guy uh fantastic four has its director uh confirmed i think we already talked about this matt chackman from wandavision he left star trek to direct this movie so i hope it's good (laughs) um no further news on casting though unfortunately they i I guess it's just too far away for that but yeah um yeah in I was just gonna say, I hope they don't do the like John Krasinski, like Emily Blunt family thing. Like, I don't think they probably won't. not. But like, I I don't want to see that. I don't. I didn't like John Krasinski as a. I don't love John Krasinski that much in general. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I heavily concur. Um, it seems that from what I've heard, it seems it could be still a white person. I was kind of hoping that they might branch out and do like specifically for Mister Fantastic. I feel like they could do something more inspired like the guy from um the good place cheaty oh yeah. great um i don't know what his name is there's a there's an asian actor i can't remember the name of um he was in that movie searching from 2018 oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also he's also in john john Trek, cho john, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you're right he was in star trek um was Dev Patel up for that one? I don't know. Like, oh, I don't know. Anyways, that'd be cool, though. I'd, I thought they were better off. Oh, no, it wasn't Dev. It was um, Raul, I think is his name. The guy from um, Midnight Mass. Well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I just know about him. Uh, Ra- Raul Coley. It was also in another show I watched called... Um, I think it was Zombie or something. It was a CW show. Anyways, um, so yeah, I think I heard about that. People were saying that maybe Jodie Comer could be Invisible Woman, which I think is that's decent. I like Jodie Comer. I think she's good. Um, and then last two things from D23. We got two first looks that were shared publicly. Um, Dude, we did and... not talk about Ant-Man. Yo, I actually oh, right. wanted to talk right, about there Ant-Man. Was Ant- <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll talk about Ant-Man first, and then we'll move on to the first look. So, okay, what do you want to say about Ant-Man? I didn't even write that down. Okay, the synopsis looks super promising. And what was I'm, the synopsis? I I'm just heard very hyped. fucking hyped. Okay, so 
Cassie, which is the daughter between Scott and uh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not the wasp, Peter. You know that, right? It's not the wasp's daughter, right? Wait, Peter what? Shock. Okay, wait. Okay, well, <laughs> you forgot well, Ant Man. Oh, you're right. It's with his ex. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, 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 like Cassie's gonna get kidnapped by uh, Kang, and oh, then right, Kang right, right. is gonna ask them to do a heist for him. Otherwise, he won't release her. So they're doing a heist in the quantum realm. That yeah, I mean, sounds like a badass movie, and I'm very hyped for cool. that. Yeah, Ant Man and his heists. That's like that's like Ant Man's bread and butter. Like that's where that's gotta be. Um, yeah, I think even the last one was. Oh no, they didn't really do a heist for the last one. It was more like extended chase sequence. Yeah, it's more like rescuing. Yeah, uh, so the old I guess that's nice that they're going back to heist because I mean he's small, so like that's kind of like what he does. Um, yeah, is that the only thing? I think also they said that Kang, like it's gonna lead directly into the Kang stuff. Right, it's gonna Avengers, lead into Kang Dynasty, Avengers. which is funny because it's yeah. there's a whole phase in between that. Oh no, I yeah. guess I sorry, I guess Ant Man is the kind of the start of phase. Was it five? And no, I'm pretty sure, like, if I remember correctly, the two Avengers movie are the only two movies in that phase currently. Yeah, because they Every- haven't announced everything else, but yeah. it's going to be a full phase, so. Yeah. So, but, like, what I mean is, if you're saying Ant-Man leads directly into the Avengers movies, it's Ant-Man, the entire rest of phase five, then phase six, and whatever the Avengers do. So, you have yeah. to get through phase five. Like, you're setting up the next the next Avengers movie, then you have to get through all the rest of the phase, so. It's just weird. It's a weird place. Honestly, I think we're in like the Marvel, uh, the Marvel honeymoon phase again. Whenever these movies get announced and you hear the synopsis, you're just like, "This sounds good." And then well, when the trailer comes around, you're like, "This you. looks good." When you go to the theater, it's like, "This movie was shit." I'm it's never believing in Marvel movie. again. It's like circle of si- suffering. Yeah. You know, it's no, a cycle I- of suffering. I've I've freed myself I freed myself from the shackles. I might have said this on the pod before, but I'm yeah. I'm unchained. I'm I'm no longer held down by the Marvel weight. <laughs> I'm above I'm above the surface and I'm checked out. And I'm better than I've ever been. He descended. <laughs> yeah. Yet, yet when uh, Black Panther comes out, he's still gonna see it. I'm gonna go I watch mean, that one, yeah. If it looks cool, I'll go watch it for sure. I think all you have to do is like just realize that it's in kind of like a weird era right now where they need to figure out what they're doing and if you're like if you acknowledge that not everyone is going to be great then you can go to all of them and still be like you know or i know some people are kind of like picking and choosing what they want to watch i don't think i'm quite there yet i think i'll watch it regardless but that's um, where i'm at i'm not yeah. wa- i'm not watching the slush i'm not watching like she hulk yo you don't like uh megan megan decided twerking with uh we'll, okay. we'll get to it we'll get to it that's in the rec section um okay last bits from t- d23 for marvel i swear um we got two first looks that were released publicly we got one for let's start with secret invasion so hands up who saw that one Okay, just Peter. Well, this is going to be a dull conversation. Um, I should send these in advance. Maybe I'll do that next time. But So the Secret Invasion uh, series, which features uh, Nick Fury, um, and there seems to be some plot by Bad Skrulls. So I, I get... Because it is Skrulls, so I'm glad they're keeping with the Skrull thing. But not all Skrulls are bad. 
just remember that. Um, so, um, yeah, Nick Fury, Ben, no, what's his name? Ben, the guy from Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. I was going to say Kingsley, yeah. but that's not the right guy. He's in a different market. That is the bold guy in, uh, in Shang-Chi. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, ben Mendelsohn, Olivia Coleman, um, Daenerys, uh, yeah. what's her name? And Amelia Clark. Clark. Oh, my God. Um, another famous guy. Is it something? Something? A, give me a second. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, anyways, it looks awesome. It looks like um, Kingsley Bedadier is his name. Um, it looks like the best parts of like um, The Winter Soldier, like thriller-wise. Oh, cool. Um, and it's this secret invasion of shape-shifting aliens. I think it'll be great. So I hope it's kind of like like Invasion of the Body Snatchers type, That'd be cool. like sci-fi. Oh, I'm I'm really excited for that one. Um, I think Peter? didn't they do like a similar plotline, Agents of Shield, where like was it like the LMD plotline or something? But where like uh, yeah, like someone yeah. started impersonating. But like I just really hope they uh, put you know they give the show the budget and the runtime it needs because I don't think eight episodes will be enough. Like oh, is it a if show? this. Like, Yes, yeah. it's a series. Okay. Right. Well, Peter, yeah. you, you you were suggesting that it should have been a movie, but then they have like two hours instead of six. So, I mean... Yeah, I felt like... I don't know. Because like it, the trailer didn't tell us much. The trailer is literally just Nick Fury is like, yo, this thing is happening. It's very dangerous. I'm back. Oh, and Kobe mm. Smulders in it. Yeah. Oh. Well... So M- M- yeah. Maria Hill. Yeah, Maria yeah. Hill. But, uh, but like... I really hope they execute it correctly because mm-hmm. they sort of like they need to reveal the plot slowly. Like we can't <laughs> see the whole picture right yeah. away because that's usually what the eight episode they, format does. It's like you see the six whole picture episode. way too quickly. It's yeah. a six episode. Yeah. Like, uh, and I feel like this is a show where the suspense and the shock factor when you realize what the actual plan is. Like we know the gist of the plan. But I think it's a nuanced detail that makes this show interesting. So mm-hmm. I hope they execute that correctly. Still pretty hyped, but uh, you know, hoping yeah. we get more than six episodes. I don't know. There were like two visual things from that trailer that I really liked. The first shot of Nick, where it's yes. out of focus and there's a light behind him, so mm-hmm. that he looks like a creepy alien-shaped figure. Mm-hmm. That was just a moment where it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, Marvel it's actually looking like a movie, like you're doing something. <laughs> like, it's a shot that you're like, oh, that's like, like, that's a shot that has meaning behind it. It wasn't just like, oh, I put the camera down, let's film, right? Yes. And then there was another shot that was not quite that, but where Ben Mendelsohn, I think, threatens the Kingsley Adir actor. And yes, then and then start the appearing all around yeah, All, that all the lovely. civilians... Yeah who are sitting at other tables all stand up, look at them, and then they change into the same actor. So it's like they were all scrawls. Oh, it's so cool. Um, speaking of things that actually look like real things, um, Werewolf by Night has leaped up to like the top of my most anticipated Marvel projects. So I'm getting blank looks from some of my pod... <laughs> pod members yeah i can't um, say no that is. <laughs> that's, a, that's what i'm saying like people are just like yeah, yeah. dude i can't wait till starfish man and i was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah dude that looked great <laughs> uh, werewolf by night is definitely one of those characters 
Um, <laughs> he in the seventies, I want to say. Um, he actually had like his own series, like so oh, it was really? Marvel's answer to the Wolfman, so werewolves, oh. whatever. And they gave him the lengthy name Werewolf by Night. I don't know why. It's a terrible name, but they have to go with it. Like that's the trademark, right? Um, and so it's a Halloween special, so it's only a one-off. It's directed by longtime Marvel composer, um, something Giacchino. Oh um, yeah, getting yeah. his first name, like Michael, um, I think. That sounds right. Yes, Michael Giacchino. Um, so he did the scores for like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. And so he's taking the director seat. He has directed things before. Um, and it looks great. It looks like they took um, like the visual styles from the Universal monster movies from like mm. the 50s, I want to say. So it's black and white um, and very much like non-continuity editing at times at least for the trailers oh, yeah. where there was like freeze frames zooming into the eyeballs after the freeze frame um you should check it out because it looks oh, yeah. really really cool um i hope that it's not just like one of those instances where the trailer is you know really good and the product isn't great mm-hmm. um but i'm shocked at like how unique it looks um yeah, so that that one looks really cool, and it's it's um, a bunch of like people are trying to hunt a monster, like they're brought into this thing, and then they're like, "Okay, you're gonna go hunt this monster." And by the way, one of you is the monster because it's like a werewolf thing. So, seems awesome. And also, Man Thing is in there, another hero where you're like, "Is that real?" <laughs> yes, and that's a sw- like it's a swamp monster mm. who looks like a swamp monster. So, it's um, like so Man Thing. thing Swamp Thing is DC's version. Yeah. That's the exact same. Okay. I think I think that character is one of those interesting ones where I want to say they were created in the same year within months of each other, and the people who created them had been roommates. Oh, really? So it's not even like like Aquaman was one year and then Neymar. Actually, sorry, it was Neymar first, and then Aquaman was years later. It was like the same year within months. People had known each other. That's crazy. Anyways um that's enough for marvel unless i've missed something oh peter wanted to do um a hype ranking peter what's your hype ranking okay i was gonna include star wars stuff as well but if it's just pure marvel i'd yeah. say okay just because it's coming out soon There's i'll a rank huge list too like it's so long yeah so like what are we including here we're including secret invasion uh werewolf by night uh cap what else? Uh, so just Thunder anything. Bolt. <laughs> yeah, anything that had news. I don't know. What what, what do you guys want to include? Um, they didn't I even know. know about half the I news. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't watch shit. So like, I'm gonna be like, that Ant Man thing sounds cool. <laughs> and then yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I'm how not about, gonna be best about, for hype. I'm how about everyone just out. says? Everyone just says they're most anticipated. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Yes. Let's not bother with a ranking. It's a lot. So I would say Werewolf by Night. It looks great. Watch the trailer, guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Personally, even though we didn't see any footage, (laughs) my my most hype one is still Loki Season 2, followed close Mm -hmm. second by uh, Ant-Man 4. 3? 3. Ant-Man 3. Yeah. I hope we don't get to Ant-Man 4 because we've seen what a fourth movie does to a person. <laughs> more goats. More goats. Need more goats. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
Do you guys have any anticipated projects? Um, yeah, I don't. I'm kind of like that, kind of like Aiden. I'm in the camp for post Endgame. I sort of checked out a bit, and uh, I've watched like a couple things since then, but not not anything super in depth. So maybe Ant Man three, since that's like characters that I'll still recognize. But I don't know. I saw Doctor Strange because I recognized. Yeah, I was really let down by that one, yeah. and. I've been let down by all the TV shows so far, so I really got no hype left for Marvel. That's fair. Aiden? Yeah, yeah. The I, the TV shows have killed me. Like I think they've mostly been like really bad. Yeah, um, I like Loki. Loki yeah, was good. I thought Loki was like kind of interesting. I didn't really love it until like the last couple episodes, and then I was like, oh okay, like I I kind of get what it is. But yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of in the same thing where like I'm not super hyped for anything. It's just like. I'm going to watch Black Panther 2, and then I'll see what else I watch. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's kind of what I expected. Um, All right, okay, now let's... comes the real segment. The what? Star no. Wars segment. Oh, I, did, I honestly didn't even write anything down for Star Wars oh. because it was stuff I'd already heard before. There was a new trailer for Andor, so go check George's that out if you want. 24 episodes, by the way. Really excited. I have but... to say... I didn't actually like this trailer. Didn't do it for me. Like I think the first thing we saw, the teaser, or whatever, came out. First I mean, it's the better. same thing. Like they're just rehashing the same thing at this yeah. point. Like I get it at this yeah, point, yeah, and yeah. it still looks fantastic because they're not using the volume. Thank God. And it's yeah. I've like, seen certain things like thriller. they like built a town for this one. Like why is yeah. this the show? Like this random character from like Rogue One. This is the one they're Who's going all dead. About. Like we yeah, know, we know where he ends up, <laughs> but. They actually yeah, no, they uh, they hired a lot of great actors for this one as well. We have Stalin, Stalin Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. like the original Mon Mon Mara. What's her name? I don't again? understand. That's the other. It's like Red Guardian for Marvel. I feel like Kathleen Kennedy overestimates how much I care about Mon Mothma. Oh yeah, yeah, that's her <laughs> she keeps appearing. Oh, they're yeah. like. Bam! Mon Mothma's back, and they're expecting us to go. Oh my God, it's Mon Mothma! <laughs> so she, okay. she's back, and also Saul Guerrilla, Forrest Whitaker is coming back, which yeah. is fantastic. Oh, really? okay. um, I think it's Saul Guerrera. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not Guerrilla. My my bad. <laughs> uh, but but twenty four episodes. I think it'll be good. It, 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 I guess isn't, that se- isn't that over it, two seasons though? No, 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 no. They're, they're, Are you telling one... me the first season is 24 episodes long? And they're yeah, doing that's a crazy. three, they're <laughs> doing so a three episode premiere. So it's crazy how, like, know that that, when like, it comes five... out later this month, it's going to be three episodes on one day. I don't believe yeah. you. Like five years ago, a 23, 24 episode season wasn't crazy at all. Like, of a show, yeah. like, that was just a normal thing. It's over two seasons, Peter. There's only oh, it's over two seasons. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because yeah, it like makes better. sense for a sitcom or something that's like easily shot on a soundstage, exactly. like 24 yeah. episodes. But that looks really high budget, and or I'd yeah, be yeah. shocked. <laughs> Wait, so when's the second season coming out? Is it coming out I don't soon? No, not now. It's okay, later. Okay. But yeah, you were right. There is a three episode premiere. I love it when they do that because it's like so often they release the pilot, and most people are like, "I don't get what I'm this not is. on board." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the critics get to see him lumped, so then it's like they get it, but um, especially um, for She-Hulk, I'll talk about She-Hulk later. But yeah, you have to get to episode four, and then I was like, oh. Um, anyways, what else about Star Wars? Mando three teaser trailer. I don't know which it was, but that one looks good. I'm excited for Mando again. Yeah, I like Mando. The guy who I, was in Boba Fett. I mean, I feel like they. Um, 
I really hope they tap into the whole power struggle of uh, Mandalore in this season. Oh, because it's definite. such an that's what yeah, it looks like. Such an interesting concept, and uh, like the whole like you know, because I felt like initially what got people in, interested in the Mandalorian concept is that we've seen so few of them during the actual movies, right? It's just Boba Fett, who's not really a Mandalorian, and Jango Fett, who's like a rogue Mandalorian. Yeah. Now we've seen like actual like live action. Mandalorians, and uh, we're now we're officially tapping into the lore of Mandalore, which is yeah. su- such an interesting concept. Um, I have not seen Star Wars Clone Wars personally, but they explored that a lot more in yeah. Clone Wars, and it's say, I, pretty interesting. Yeah, I have. I love Clone Wars, and so that's why I'm I'm particularly interested in that. I think I, Clone Wars is the best Star Wars content, in my opinion. Um, so I'm excited to see that kind of stuff. The best? It is the best. Like the Dude, later I seasons heard... are the best Star Wars content there is. Yeah, it's actually pretty hype. It, it's like big characters duking it out in, in there. Yeah. I've seen and the Clone I... Wars. I think I've seen almost the whole thing. I didn't see the new season that was like for Disney Plus, but last like three seasons are just heat. <laughs> i love it that uh, clone wars is like meant for kids but then like there are scenes where like a whole village gets burned down by like uh yeah by, by like flamethrowers and then like people's body parts get cut off you know well, it's like, for uh, it's for like older kids it's not for children yeah. they it's also for, they commit war teens. crimes left and right in that show yes yeah. <laughs> i'm uh, i'm i'm very excited to uh give that a watch some point i want to watch that yeah um they talked about ahsoka i don't i think they maybe they released the cast for um sabine and ezra oh yes they did yeah yeah i haven't seen rebels so like whatever um i'm just i'm just waiting till they announce who's gonna play thrawn like i'm i'm watching ahsoka for thrawn thrawn is one of the best characters in star wars and the way Mm -hmm. he's portrayed in rebels was decent like his voice is on point. Okay, I have a but, question, Peter. So you haven't seen Clone Wars, you haven't seen Rebels, and you haven't read any. I have books. seen Rebels. I've seen Rebels. Oh, you you've seen? Okay, so that's yeah. where you know Thrawn from. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, if you haven't seen any of those things, well, how do you even know who Thrawn well, is? Well, I mean, technically, okay. Rebels. He is portrayed best in the books, but, but you haven't read the books. books. I have not read them. No. So then, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, but Thrawn is yeah. such a cool character, man. Like, I read up on the lore on him. He's so neat. Like, he's like. This uh, guy coming from nowhere, and then it got a position in the empire. And he looks like then... an avatar. He looks like avatar <laughs> yeah, his his blue James skin. Cameron. Um, and uh, he he used like his like his incredibly he's incredibly smart, and he's it's sort of like a Star Wars Game of Thrones within the empire. Yeah, um, that's why you like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's your thing. Yeah, dude, um, it's just smart people like scheming their way on top. I find that very interesting. Okay. okay. And then I think the only other Star Wars thing was Babu Frick back, baby, for Mando three. Um, that is, is an that? actual character's name. He was one of those characters from um, number nine, the new new character from nine, tiny little person who like like an inch tall oh. with a big old mustache who repaired C three PO. That guy, <laughs> they put him in Mando, and that was like. I just saw that and I laughed. I was like, why are we doing this? Like some side character. It's the, it's the glup shit. thing. You guys heard of that? Yeah. 
they people accuse it's on Twitter. It's a Twitter thing. They people accuse Star Wars fans of being like, "Holy shit, Glup shit!" Random character name. So yeah, so we're never we're never escaping those allegations with the Babu shit. <laughs> oh my god! Too. I just googled it, and apparently. Um, Babu Frigg's played by the same actress that played uh, Myrtle in Harry Potter, the ghost in uh, oh, fucking okay. the uh, Chamber sure. of Secrets. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So he, he was eighty. I looked this up because I was like, "How old is this guy?" So he's eighty-five in the new ones. So he's in his mid-fifties in this. Not that anyone cares. But, um, <laughs> so much Babu Frigg lore. I didn't yeah. have any. <laughs> There's a whole Wikipedia article. Every character, including Babu. Um, but yeah, is that, that's it for Star Wars as far as I know. Okay, yeah. silence from Peter, thanks. I, I think um, that's about it. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, like, there, there are other shows that got revealed. Uh, like, there's a whole Ahsoka origin story show. Yeah, is that, I mentioned that. Um, but, like, uh, I'm just, like, eh, not really that <laughs> interested. Yeah, um, and then they're doing something Willow- um, I don't know anything. Yeah, like more, uh, more like, oh yeah, it's called Star Wars Jedi Tales, I think. That's a Soul Oh yeah, that's and then same Willow. Was... Willow is oh, like. Hold on, give me a sec. Tales yeah. is like six shorts that are like the Clone Wars um, style, so like the same three D kind of like cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like Dooku, Ahsoka, and then someone else. That's someone it. Else. It's just yeah. some of them are Ahsoka, some of them are Dooku. Yeah. And also Mace is in there, Mace Windu and all that. Whatever you say. I, yeah. I think Dooku is kind of interesting, but that's another glop shitto, isn't it? His name is Dooku. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, there was uh, D23, there was stuff for um, Indiana Jones 5. Uh, we oh, didn't yeah. get to see it, unfortunately, um, but Harrison Ford Harrison didn't Ford cry, yeah. apparently. Cool. I mean, I'm down for that. Dude, um, that guy is man such tears, a... but I think the movie should be good then. Dude, low key, that guy can be a real asshole sometimes. Like, I love Harrison Ford; he's such a it's, cool guy. It's <laughs> crazy how it's crazy how much he doesn't like. He hates Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll cry over Indiana Jones. That's crazy. What a range. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that, and there was we're getting a sequel to Inside Out for those that care. Oh, yeah. um, it just sounds like Big Mouth. Because she's gonna be a teenager now, and there's new emotions, so oh, yeah. I guess we'll get hormones. I did not like that movie. I thought the movie was pretty bad. Mm. I remember the Bing Bong thing was sad. I didn't give a oh, fuck man. about Bing Bong to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> when, hey, yo, Bing Bong, uh, when Bing Bong when Bing Bong died, I was actually so tired of the movie that I was like, "Okay, hey, fucking good, we can move on." I was like, <laughs> "Wow, <laughs> I was, I was upset." Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, that's all I have for D23. I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff, but nothing that was interesting. Um, Pinocchio released last weekend, and it was about as bad as everyone thought. Did it? Wait, 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 wait. One second. I think literally Once. everything I've heard about yeah. this movie has okay. been from you. I don't think yeah, I've seen probably. anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen zero promotion. <laughs> but, okay, all so Pinocchio released on the same day that the Queen died. Um, so I'm not saying there's a correlation, but we can't rule it out. Yeah. Um, she might've seen it and it was so bad. It's yeah. It looked terrible. Um, I won't, that's, that's the news though. Um, 
what else is there? We got a bunch of first looks. I'm just going to list off a bunch of stuff that got trailers or teasers in the last two weeks. Percy Jackson, we got a little glimpse. Um, oh, did we? What did we? <clears throat> yeah. It, Dude, 12-year-old me is getting hype right now. That. yeah yeah no i love this <clears throat> i love I the series the but i don't know that for me that the teaser just i didn't like how it was filmed it just looked oh there like, was okay, a teaser sure. i gotta watch yeah. that oh. it was just a bunch of like random clips from camp half-blood and so it's more to show off the scenery than to be like oh that looks like it was filmed nicely um we got to look at little mermaid which looks like shit um just like another soulless um reboot of the cartoons that somehow decide like making it look photorealistic did not mean that they had to be like so desaturated yeah it's weird and we're gonna have to look at like real looking fish now it's like the lion king thing where it's like these are fish that don't like i can't form an emotional attachment with the thing that looks like a tuna like you know it's just weird um disenchanted the enchanted sequel got a thing my rudolph's in that cool uh glass onion we got a little glimpse of that i've heard that um that one is actually better than the original really which is shocking better that's what i know that's crazy better than knives out which is again shocking um i'm very excited my hype level has raised um we got a first look at the Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's biography movie. I think that'll be good. Um, got first images, not a trailer or anything, from Damien Chazelle's Babylon. Um, oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Chazelle has yet to miss. Uh, we had a trailer for Weird Al, which I was, wasn't really excited for, and then I saw the trailer, and I think it'll be good. It's If you haven't seen it, it's a biopic, but it's a parody of biopics specifically like music biopics so like it parodies um what are like like rocket man bohemian rhapsody i guess straight out of compton was sort of like that i can't think of any other ones but Is so johnny cash one. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 walk the line um and so everything is very like stylized and like jokey so he's yeah. like wait say that again like that kind of thing <laughs> someone says like a lyric or i don't know um and then he does like like eat it or whatever like the yeah, yeah yeah and and i think madonna is in it and they have like a relationship in that and i think that's not true so like that was just like for the movie and it's really like <laughs> just jokey not not great. the real madonna by the way it's uh evan rachel would play madonna wow the real <laughs> Yeah, it's a biopic. It's from the past, so yeah. they didn't like de-age Madonna herself. Yeah. Um, and also, what? it's um, the main character is played by Harry Potter. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe. I saw that. He's great. Um, so yeah, that's all the things that got first looks. Um, we've got bits of news from DC. Um, so there was Susan Sarandon was on Jimmy Fallon or something, and she talked about Blue Beetle. And it sounds really interesting. Um, apparently, it's mostly in Spanish because right. it's like it, it's a, a character who's Latino. I forget if he's from Mexico or not, but um, and so they're gonna use subtitles, which is really bold for like such a like a DC or any hero movie. Really, Shang Chi tried to do that a little bit, um, and then Susan Sarandon plays one of the villains, and it's gonna be like the military industrial complex so i'm like totally on board right now yeah. um i'm just waiting for them to cancel it 
Um, because that's yeah, what or to film it to and do. then cancel it. Yeah. Well, it has been filming. They've. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's been some pics of, and the suit looks good. The Blue Beetle suit suit looks good. Um. We got a new, I think a full a full new trailer for Black Adam. Um. It looks like a movie from like dude, 2015. Dude, like, I got a filter. I got a orange that. filter for the Middle East. Doctor Fate looks so good. Oh, that's my what I was goodness. gonna say. The, oh. For a movie that like is gonna be really lame because the Rock is the lead character and he can't emote. Like, dude, Rock only CGI, has one emotion, dude. CGI looks <laughs> fantastic, which is not yeah, something you oh hear. Oh my these god! Days. So yeah, what Peter was saying, Doctor Fate, Dr. Fate <laughs> is like what we wanted Doctor Strange to be. Like he just does all the cool stuff. Like he makes multiple projections of himself. I can't even remember what he does, but it's so cool. Um, yeah, I'm only hyped for that it. movie because of Noah says no. That's it. Ew, no. <laughs> 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 um, no, so I, I don't know. I think it'll. That's the one thing. I don't know if it'll be good, but I'll, I'll watch. I think it's probably gonna be like a seventy percent on Rotten Tomato. You know, it's like a really fun yeah. time. But like, if you're really looking for like a message in the movie, there's none to be found. Maybe film. it'll be like, yeah, like Shazam level. Like it won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's it's like it. it's a good, fun action movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the past two weeks, DC had gained and then lost a Kevin Feige. I forget his real his name. Um, something Lynn. I want to say. Um. Oh, I'm so close. Jeremy What's his name? Dan Lin. Oh, okay. So they had a guy, a producer who had done all I remember he was a producer on the Lego Batman movie, but he'd done a, like a bunch mm. of movies. Okay. And so he was going to be the Kevin Feige and then he dropped out. It's too much heat. That's what I said. Um, other people jumping ship. Legendary. The film company is planning not to work with Warner Brothers anymore. Oh. Um, Yo, that's a real problem actually because uh, yeah. Doom... Because Doom is uh, under Legendary. And Legendary did some of the biggest stuff for Warner Brothers. And like uh, CG. also, um, D- uh, Denis did, did say that Doom is getting a third film. Like is if it? Doom Part I, 2 goes well. Because uh, he wants to, he wants the to plan do is uh, to, do, to finish the Paul Atreides storyline. So we have oh, Doom right. and Doom Messiah. So yeah. we're, we're well, There's like 4 million Doom books. So... There are yeah, six just, in the main, main, main. Uh, yeah. saga. And he's only, yeah. yeah, he's only doing the first book in two parts, and then yeah. the Dune Messiah one, which oh, I don't okay. know where it fits in the timeline. Yeah, I, I didn't read Dune Messiah, but I did read Dune. Yeah, I'm reading uh, Dune right now. <laughs> I didn't. Whatever. <laughs> um, last two bits of news, and then we'll, I swear there's a movie <laughs> we're gonna review. Um, the there's a movie coming out, and I swear this is true. If you've seen Tropic Thunder, Tom Cruise's character in that movie, the sleazy producer, Les Grossman, is getting a movie. Really? Why? (laughs) Couldn't tell you. Why does Tom Cruise want to do it? It's baffling to me. I don't understand why he wants to do that. But apparently, and I I think this is true. Maybe I was was being tricked. I don't know. But what I saw was that Ben Stiller, Matthew McConaughey, and Robert Downey Jr. were being coaxed to come back for that mm. and i just think that's insane if that's true i you know what Dude, I don't imagine know. seeing another rdj film bro that's crazy no yeah because I, I did i did check it up i backed up my sources and it's true that's a thing 
a less gross movie. I don't even like. What does it even mean? Yeah. What? <laughs> what does it do? <laughs> what, is, what is a less Grossman movie? Is that's crazy to me. Um, that being said, though, I did just watch Top Gun again. Yeah. Sec- this is the second time I've seen it. Um, and in the third act, Tom Cruise and Miles Teller are really funny. So yeah. I was thinking, watching that, I was like, they should do like comedy more often, the two of them. Um, so if that's what this is going to be, I mean. I kind of see it in that sense. I I don't understand why it's about this character that no one would even remember, but I mean, yeah. if he's doing a comedy, that's cool. Yeah. I guess it gives him a chance to play out of type. He probably wants to do something that's not oh action God, yeah. star guy, which he's always yeah. doing. Maybe he watched Top Gun and then he realized the movie was about himself. <laughs> um, they keep saying like, you know, time is the enemy. You got to stop flying those planes. Damn it. And so maybe he took that to heart. Um, last bit of news. Uh, Hot B, Cuts of the Dragon, is getting a second season, despite it not finishing Let's its first go. season yet. Um, and despite me hating it. So, But we'll get into that later. Um, there's a movie that we watched. Oh, yeah. um, uh, this, so we just spent an hour and 12 minutes on news. Um, but there was a lot. And I don't think this movie conversation is going to last long, but... Uh, 3,000 Years of Longing uh, was a movie that we watched. Uh, but first, we're going to take a quick break. Okay, we're back from the break. Whoa, <laughs> it was totally a crazy, real break. Man. We just took so, a break. Um, and we're going to start off with our guess the Metacritic score. So for those who don't know, there's a, sco- um, there's a site online that tabulates critics' reviews of a movie. And they make like an average score out of 100 and that is the Metacritic score. Um, and it's color-coded. 60 and above is green, means it's generally a good movie. 80 and above is so good that it's must-see. The 50s are yellow, so it's kind of like, eh, I don't know about this one. And anything below 49 is red. Maybe don't see that movie. So we like to guess where this movie that we're reviewing falls. And so we're going to guess. So um, I forget who won last time because it was two weeks ago. But let's make Peter go first. I like making Peter go first. Okay. I'm going to say, I feel like this is a very niche film. Hmm. I'm going to say it's a solid 68. That's a good guess. Yeah, I was going to um, go right around there. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, what do you think? I was going to go 65, but just for the sake of being a Unique. little... A little bit further away, I'll go 62. Oh, okay, 68 and 62. Okay, I don't really want to go on the higher end, I feel like it's not going to be the higher end. So, I'm just gonna, oh, price is right, Peter. We're going 69. Oh, yeah, (laughs) nice. I'm gonna go with 65. I'm gonna, I'm gonna split it. So we have um, Peter 68. All, all in the 60s. 62, 69. Zero faith in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then let's see what Metacritic has to say. Go away, Siri. Okay. I forgot that Metacritic doesn't like punctuation, so this is going to take a little bit longer than usual. <laughs> Hang in there, folks. Okay, Any it was now. much lower than I thought. It was, oh, um, Aiden was closest. It got a 60. 
Oh. Actually, that I was wrong. It actually a sixty makes it yellow. So sixty one is the lowest green score. Mm. So it's yellow. Right. With, um, a sixty. Okay, I wow. do not agree with that rating, honestly. I but very much agree with that rating. Um, <laughs> Aiden, seeing as you won, uh, sure. you get to dictate who goes first for the non-spoiler reaction. So you sure. can choose anyone. I'll just I'll go first. You know what? Yeah. So I'll just say um I uh, I do I disagree with Metacritic. I think it's better than that. I probably, if I was rating this movie, I'd probably give it like seven, seventy, around there. Um, yeah, I know we're supposed to do at the end, but I think that it had um, a lot of problems. But I thought that the things that we're talking, it was talking about, were things that I don't see talked about too much in movies. I thought that it actually explored certain themes of like the nature of storytelling and why they're enduring in in society like i thought it actually it did that in a kind of interesting way although it had a lot of problems i liked the character arc of tilda swinton's character but i thought it was rushed and i thought that it wasn't it felt like she was one thing and then suddenly had a turn and then suddenly had another turn uh and i thought that could have been handled better um i actually really liked the visual style of it and i really liked the sound design which things we'll talk about more um, so all around, like, despite it being very messy and random and there being so much stuff in it that I don't remember what, like, a third of the stuff was, I generally enjoyed it. And I think I would recommend it to someone because I think that it's, mm. at the very least, a different experience. It's a swing and potentially a miss for some people, but it's a swing. And a lot of movies don't swing. And where would you rank it out of five? Out of five? Uh, I'd give it... I give it three, three and a half stars. Three, three stars. Interesting. Uh, Peter, I think you've seen it the most recently. What did you think? Yeah, uh, I saw it, I don't know, four hours ago. <laughs> Very pretty recently. Right, right uh, before this. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely really enjoyed it. I like when I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't want to see this movie. This movie <laughs> looks really chaotic, very random. Uh, obviously i have a podcast to do i have my obligations so went into the theater expecting a shit show and i was just like oh man another bad movie on my recently watched but that movie really like dragged me in as as it went on i really liked it um and adding on to the visual style aiden was talking about what is, what is that george miller right that's his name the director yeah. yep. i want to see him do a Doctor Strange movie. Man, that's the type of things I'm expecting out of a Doctor Strange movie. Like the the like the vapor stuff and then the, the, how they're handling the special effects and everything. Magical, enchanted, absolutely buying that. And like um, I think that in a Doctor Strange movie will be fantastic. I would love to see that. And like in terms of like why I think it's better than most people expect, I think it's like, if you buy into the story of like what this movie is trying to tell you about love, or at least what it's trying to show you about love, I think it's a very compelling movie, which we can get into much uh, later on in the podcast. I'll give it a three and a half, four, personally, out of five. Um, You'd give it and, all the way up to a four, potentially? Yes, I think it, it is that good. Mm-hmm. I did really like it. So Very interesting. Uh, I will pass it on to Parker. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I didn't see it too much um, later than you. I saw it at four o'clock or something. 
but yeah, it was um, it was good. I I'd probably be closer to agreeing with the Metacritic score. I don't think it really ascends too far from that. I do really like the visual presentation of it and the sound design and the music, like Aiden was saying. I think that's all not just competent. It probably excels a bit from being competent. Um, I felt the story was focused to a point. Like it it seemed to sort of lose focus as it went through and um, kind of I, I stayed with it, but I was starting to lose interest at some parts. Uh, I'd gone in completely cold without trailers or anything like that. I think I might have read very brief synopsis. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect, and I was surprised with what I got. I did like the the story and the messaging and everything like that. I do think parts could have been handled better for sure. Um, but overall, yeah, I did like the... Uh, I liked the characters and the performances were good. I liked that it kept it limited in that regard of characters and... Uh, really just focused on our two mains um but overall i'd probably give it uh three stars so a six out of ten interesting so would you recommend it to another person to see it i guess it would be a very like specific recommendation like the casual moviegoer maybe not but if you're more interested in artistic films and films that feel like a bit different than what you usually get i definitely recommend it okay um yeah i have to so it's interesting that we've got a split i like it when we don't always agree on the film so i'm definitely in parker's camp on this one um i did not care for this movie very much um i agree that what they were trying to talk about um you know the nature of storytelling and this idea of like desire and and longing i think that's totally interesting but i think the execution was a swing and a miss um it's very chaotic like the energy this movie gives off is very chaotic um and just like random like (laughs) there's a lot of like random stuff going on and um especially in like like details that really do not matter um and i think there's just in the, in that there's too much detail in um there's there's a lot of different stories going on uh, without like getting into spoilers like it's there's like a bunch of flashbacks and the details in those are just too dense for there to be any like through line that's like you don't really get to sit in any of the moments i find and that's kind of like the problem i have with it so it's like and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and we have to get through all of this like content. And it's quite a short movie too, um, that I never like. I don't feel for either of these characters. Um, yeah, so that's that's like that's like my biggest thing about it. And then the the third act is a mess. It's the third act is terrible, um, and we'll get into that. So I. I think on Letterboxd, I wrote some like jokey reviews. And I think for that, I might've put as low as 2.5 out of five. I could be convinced of giving it a three, but yeah, I just, I don't really care for this. Um, And I don't think I would recommend this to people. I think very few people have even heard of this um, just because of like poor marketing, but um, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't recommend this. Um, So let's get into it. 
first off, I have a little fun anecdote. So I had ordered my tickets online as I always do. And I had an email and I scanned it in with the email, you know, all that business. And on the email, the like parents rating for the movie says PG. Um, I don't know if you know what the rating is supposed to be, but it's not PG. Yeah, the this is an R-rated R. movie. Yeah, this is an R-rated. And it says it's PG on my ticket. And so I had seen it, and I had logged that in my brain. I said, oh, it's a PG movie. Okay. And so you have to, knowing that it's an R-rated movie, you have to wonder, at what point did Alex realize that he had gotten that wrong, <laughs> that it wasn't PG? <laughs> so I think it was um, the second flashback story. Um, so this is spoiler warning, by the way, I forgot to mention that. Um, the second flashback story, I forget what the girl's name is. It starts with a G and you start seeing like boobs, like you start seeing breasts. And I was like, that's weird. Did I just, did I just see that? Are you allowed to see that in PG? So, uh, at first I was like, okay, like that was like through the clothes. So like, that's fine. And then it was like, okay, there's like reflections, like they're in the pool. I can't really tell, like, whatever. <laughs> and then you get, like, full nude scenes of, like, several nude people, full body. And I'm like, okay, there's something. This is not right. <laughs> so it took me a while. Um, but, yeah, I just thought that was hilarious. That's not a commonplace thing. But um, Parents first thing beware. Can... <laughs> Parents be warned, yeah. <laughs> um, first thing we can actually discuss, uh, George Miller's directorial style. It's something. It's pretty crazy. Um it seems to have won over some of you guys and maybe turned others away. Yeah, I'm not a, I am actually not a huge uh, George Miller watcher. Um, mm-hmm. He did, he did the most recent Mad Max, right? I think he did all of them. Oh, really? That's oh. Well, I've, I've not seen any of them. Um, but I've heard, I've heard good things. But yeah, one of the things, I mean, I really, really enjoyed, um, like, there was a lot of motion to what is a fairly, um like banal uh situation like it was just two people in a hotel room talking for a good chunk of it or just like the stuff in the lecture in the beginning like the way um like multiple shots were just one shot like you would be it would be moving it would be like an insert and then it would zoom out and it would be like over the shoulder and then it would be a wide and it was like a lot of movies would just do those in three different shots and i thought like Mm -hmm. like movement like drew me it it like made it because i think part of the point of the movie is like that stories have this kind of ground up way of attaching meaning and becoming compelling and i liked how it was like bland action that was kind of filmed in this very kinetic way um so i i really enjoyed that um and i also this is just like a very specific thing but I liked that her POV shots in her lecture were over her shoulder. Like that just, it just worked for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. But that was just a specific thing I thought of a watcher. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I really picked up on the, on the, like the camera work style for him. I did notice that like, like he does this weird thing where there's a couple times where like a woman gulps. And then there's like a, an insert of her throat gulping. And I was like, oh, that's so gross. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I didn't like the gulp. Um, it's just like a, like a weird... Anyways. Um, yeah. The only shot that I can think of that was like that was in the um, like one of those shops where she's like 
you know, all the shops in this place and then yeah. the camera's moving through the shop in the third room and then found the thing at the bottom of the thing. And yeah, that was another, that was one of those instances where it's like one shot. I guess he does that a lot, like tracking shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, either of you guys notice visual things? Yeah. I, I don't know. I have trouble like pinpointing his style or his like, uh, vision in the movie i definitely know what aiden's talking about lots of long tracking shots like i remember one where she's getting back to the house to look for him because she can't find him or something like that and she goes to the basement and i think it's like a just a long shot that just follows her through the whole house switching like uh, medium wide everything like that but yeah i don't know there's lots of like match cuts i remember like at the start there's like plane Mm, wheels hit the ground then it goes to like a suitcase roller i don't know i like some stuff like that i thought it was pretty good at keeping the hotel room space like different like doing some different things with it since we're stuck in there for for so long (laughs) yeah yeah i i didn't remember or i didn't see any of the promotional stuff going into it so i really thought we were never going to leave that hotel room (laughs) i thought that's where we're going to start it was just going to be flashbacks and that's where we're going to end but yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job navigating that space and um, intercutting it with all the flashbacks. Yeah, that's true. I, I think despite not much going on in the hotel room, he does kind of keep it fresh because it could have, like, visually, it could have gone stale. <clears throat> um, another kind of like, like this is, like I said, it's not really camera work, but another thing that George Miller, I think is, I think this is like a touch of like his style is just the randomness. We've kind of alluded to this. Mm-hmm. But like this movie's like like a lot of really random things happen. Um, the most the one scene that I can really remember is uh, the court of like Sheba, Queen Sheba or whatever, where like this is the first time we're doing a flashback. And we've learned that like we already know that genies and other kind of weird things happen, but then he's like, Oh yeah, she was so hot, she had like leg hair, and then she's got like like full length hair that you would find on someone's head on her calves and that was like really weird and then there's like a bunch of like weird squid monsters and like the devil is there probably and like some gods and i'm like what is going on dude there's a there's like a zebra with like a long neck too yeah yeah Yeah. it's also did you guys notice that the guy she sees in the lecture is like there too the, yeah. Like the ghost that she sees at the lecture um, oh. is like one of the people of the royal court. Also, that is never explained. Yeah. We never figure out what's up also, with Ghost Also, who Man. the fuck was the guy in the airport? What was also that? really weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really a no input. I completely forgot those happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. And, and the Ghost Man like screams at her and then yeah. nothing. There's no consequence to that. Doesn't mean anything. Mm. That was so weird. I guess yeah. it was, like, I think it was just to be like, oh, yeah, this world has magic in it. Well, yeah. I, I do have some thoughts on the randomness overall. Uh, and this kind of, this ties into the themes of story and storytelling. So I won't go too in-depth and do it now. But I thought that, like, you know, the movie starts, um, she's explaining her thoughts on stories. And she's like, well, we initially created these stories because we needed something to believe in. Because the world was so vast and scary that we needed to we needed to find meaning for why things happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're a foraging person and there's a lightning storm and you don't know what the fuck that is. And it's like, ah, 
and you need a story for that. Like that's that's the explanation that we're given in the beginning. Um, and I liked um, sorry, uh, yeah, and that's that's what explanation we're given. And I thought that, and then they go into the idea that like, well, okay, these myths and these stories are starting to like lose their grip and culture, and like, are we gonna have any need for them? Um, and I thought that the randomness kind of played into this idea of like, um, like stories are not necessarily compelling because they're true. It's because they speak to a different kind of truth. So there are all these details, there's all this random shit, and it doesn't really matter if this happened or not, because that's not the point And that's not the grip of a story um i have something else to say about it i also thought that the movie had was talking about um fate and like finding meaning and just the various things that happen to you and how like everyone has a story that from a certain perspective just seems like a random string of events but if you when you get to the end it feels like there was something there and a meaning was created in the process. Um, and so I actually liked that there was like a hyper fixation on a lot of details that didn't really seem to go anywhere because like, I thought, I thought that it was playing into this idea of, of this ground up nature of storytelling of just a bunch of like, we can't help but make a story out of things. If, if that makes sense, like in, we squeeze these details to create some sort of line. Yeah, I I kind of get what you're getting at. I also think like just like George Miller was like, "Hey, this movie is magic, so like let's just add some magic bits in there." And yeah. then the stuff he chose was just wild, <laughs> wild stuff. And I almost like there's some shots, especially towards the beginning, where I was like, "Is this supposed to be funny? Like, is this supposed to be a comedy?" <laughs> yeah. So like the the first scene when um the gin has been escaped from the bottle. Like you just see you you let you see um, Tilda Swinton's reaction to it, and then you cut to see what she's looking at, and it's like his giant foot in the doorway. That's funny. That's yeah. so. It seems like it's supposed to be funny. I think it meant, like, it was meant to be. It yeah. doesn't, but it also like didn't play. Like it was, mm. it was like that's comical, but like I'm not laughing either. There was a couple of times where I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing because I'm not. Sure. It's not funny, but it also isn't serious. It was a weird middle ground. I think it's supposed to be like jarring. Like I think you're supposed to watch this and be like, mm. oh, like what? Like I think you're supposed to be struck by, oh, this is a very peculiar story. And so I think there are a lot of moments like that where you're supposed to just be like, oh, what? Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. like George Miller is known to do weird, you know? That's that's sort of like his thing, to create the weird, the exotic. And I think in this movie, he just it's like you're he's given the budget and the uh the the freedom and he just went to town and i love that i guess yeah like mad max kind of has randomness like with that guy with the guitar and the flames and is he blind there's something like i don't know like remember that guy the guy who's like on the truck playing his yeah, guitar yeah. in mad max Fury i know Road. what you're talking about so i should have <laughs> specified what movie but, um yeah i don't know i guess he does do random stuff but i liked it in mad max um that opening is very like i felt like the opening couple of minutes like it was very much like okay let's cut to the chase there wasn't a lot of like remind me what happens right at the very beginning 
Yeah. Um, I think the first thing we see is the airplane because Tilda Swinton's like, oh, this is a time. Oh, I swear yeah. this is true. This is the time when people were at the bottom of the ocean. People were on planes. COVID exists. I don't know. Whatever. She didn't say that. but um, So she's on the plane. She's landing in the place already. Like, I just felt like there wasn't any, um, like, before Snapshot is, like, a typical thing you'll hear in, like, screenwriting. Yeah. So, you know, you're supposed to, like, find out who this character is in the before. And, like, I just feel like I didn't have a strong grasp on that before weird stuff started happening. Um, Like, we were just, like, right into it in the whole plot. I thought we did, though. I thought before she undertook her main journey, which was hearing the stories and how they affected her, um, and that brings you into the third act, I I thought we got a sense that she was this very, like, she'd convinced herself that she was, like, happy the way she was living, and that there was nothing else, and there was obviously, like, a struggle between, like, she wants to be, like, an independent, self-sufficient woman, which she is, and that's great, but there's also something lacking, like, I, I thought there was a decent amount of setup, and I, I recently watched rewatched Jaws, and one of the things that I thought was really good about that movie was that it like really quickly develops the plot in the first act while also developing developing the characters quite a bit. And I thought this movie could have been better at that, but I I actually liked that it was because it's so wild that I liked that it was kind of cutting to the chase, then also giving us these little details as we run. I feel like. Like, you know, the, the catalyst in storytelling is, mm-hmm. like, around 12 minutes, people say. I feel like George Miller decided the genie was at the 12 minutes. I Like, I think, like, I, I don't, like, look at my watch during the mm-hmm. movie, so it's hard to tell. But right. I feel like that's when the genie shows up. And that's so early. Like, it, I feel like that was weird just because, like, I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't enough before then. Sure. Yeah, no, I, feel, I feel like they really want to get into it though, because this yeah. movie without Genie, without without the Jin, is Jin, yeah, just sorry. you know, it's just a regular movie. But with the Jin, all of a sudden you have magic, you have like this fantastical elements mixed in. It gets a lot more exciting because like, I personally I saw one trailer and I was like, um, it's cool, but then it's like, I think I, as I've explained, I missed the first five minutes. Uh, um so like you missed all the setup essentially yeah yeah <laughs> but, but but like but like uh i went back and watched the trailer i sort of got a sense of you know what's supposed to happen in the first five minutes but like i sort of feel like that's a really great point because to if they if he delays it any further the movie already has, has a very short runtime and you just feel like uh you just met the djinn and all of a sudden this djinn is telling stories and this and then lastly somehow they ended up together like, like they need every bit of time they can get to give Idris Elba's character more time on the screen to, you know, help you build a bond between you and him. So I don't personally mind that they, they introduced the djinn at the 12-minute mark. I mean, yeah. I feel like it could have had more um, build up in the first part with our um, Tilda Swinton character. It just feels kind of like a rushed piece of narration and, like, it really gets the ball rolling quick. And I feel like it would have been worth having more time for Tilda Swinton's character at that like front end. And then maybe the connection with the Jin would have been stronger at the end. Cause I felt like the end was meandering so much. It wasn't really a, like a time crunch. Like we need to get this Jin stuff in. It felt like it was just all over the place for, for so long. Like, I feel if we got a little more 
Tilda's stuff was a little more spread out. And I do like the like the really random stuff at the start. I don't know. I feel like the movie excels when it leans into the really fantasy elements and stuff like that. But yeah, I feel like if that was maybe totally if that I stayed agree. there, but if there was more more time in between those fantasy things, it would have the end would have hit stronger. Yeah, I I think you hit, got a good point there. Is that like I don't I don't feel like I know Tilda Swinton's character. Like I get it. I get kind of like the archetype she fills. Like she's the nerdy character who doesn't get laid because of it. <laughs> like, you know. Um, and she's she's a narratologist, which I mean, hearing that title, I mean, says it all, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, like I just. It's it's more than just like knowing who she is. It's about like spending time sure. with the character, and mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't get that. Also, yeah, I'm, I, I might agree with that that we that we could have had a little bit more of just sitting with her there. I also feel like I feel like there's a scene that's missing because at the end, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump forward because it matters. There's a scene towards the end when they're in London and we meet the neighbors. Oh, and there's yeah. this like absolutely bizarre scene where they're suddenly racist, and it's like I just <laughs> met these guys. Who are these people? Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, fuck brown people." Like I don't know, I forget what they that say. Was, about that was that was out of control. They were, yeah, they it were going so, on Brexit on them. It was so yeah. random. Like they didn't even see the gin. Like they were just talking to her about that bullshit, and I was like, "I don't know who these people are. This is weird." So I feel like there was a scene where Tilda was with the neighbors maybe in the beginning. I don't know. It's just random. Like I said, the whole movie is random. Um, so then we get the djinn. The weird stuff happens and then the djinn is here already. And then he starts plucking Albert Einstein from the television. <laughs> that was that was funny. That was comedy, right? Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah, that was funny. That was really weird though. <laughs> like, and he thoughts on that like like like, i don't know it seemed like the djinn just showed up and they're trying to like establish that he's magical (laughs) it just it didn't really seem like it was anything more than that i don't know if it really served a larger purpose it being albert einstein or it coming from a tv or anything yeah it's well i I think uh because there's a whole connection between like the djinn is actually not magic it's uh, electro, uh, electromagnetic <laughs> force and all that. So, like, yeah. they brought in Einstein to sort of like strength, like hint, hint, science or like stuff like that. But I thought I guess, like that yeah. scene is like, like it's pretty standard. It's like you, um, you already st- you started to build an intrigue when you see this giant man in a room, and now it's getting more and more interesting as he's you know plucking out a real life character who's long dead from the tv screen right and like so there's a like a like an intro to his power as well it's like how powerful is he giving you a sense yeah, of that i would so. i would say like it's it's borderline like thor level cgi though i think maybe that's what bugged me about it like it was close it was very like close to the cgi floating head mm. i just remember like the awkwardness of like him being picked up and then like like you know, I'm doing something with my hands that the people aren't going to see. <laughs> but like, I feel like Albert Einstein's like bobbing up and down a little bit, which oh, sometimes yeah. I feel like happens um, when when you have to do like those sort of weird layering things. But that's just yeah, weird. yeah. I, or I feel like it's kind of like the 
the toe that is in the bathroom going back to that yeah and and the einstein <laughs> thing i feel like that's all just set up to make the gin like a fish out of water like relatable mm. yeah, more yeah. light-hearted character because he could definitely come off as really intimidating and and scary in those first moments but they decide not to go that route and they make him like goofy he's goofy but like also like like they they try to stay as far away from um robin williams genie like he's not extravagant in any way he's not like fun or funny like he's funny in like a weird like loner way yeah yeah i thought i I really liked the intro of the genie though i i really liked yeah i liked it was just kind of like he had this feeling of like he didn't give a fuck that he was being goofy though and he wasn't even necessarily aware that he was goofy and like i liked um it kind of had this I really liked Idris Elba's performance, uh, and I thought I really liked the the sound design of his voice. Actually, like mm-hmm. the way his voice like paired with there was very quiet for a lot of it, and he had this like ASMR kind of voice. Right, he, like, it's such a me, deep voice. He was so deep, yeah. and like yeah. I, I, they did some modification on it too, and I, I kind of like. It, it, had, it gave me this like feeling of like, oh yeah, this guy's a very. He, he's otherworldly he's um he's like old and wise i got that sense right away and um i don't know i liked it i thought it was goofy and fun and i i didn't have a problem with it at all it's weird that like again with this albert einstein scene he's got these like story sucking powers that's how i would describe it because it's not ian waves because i think he does it to a bookshelf too where he's just like sucking the knowledge mm. out of it and then he sucks the tv and then he sucks the the computer, the Apple laptop that makes the Apple well, startup I mean, sound. It's it's explained much later when uh, he said, like, in the world of the gin, um, stories are like breath to us. It's what gives uh, our like life meaning or something okay. like that. Okay, I forgot so, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the whole, like... and I feel like they've done a really good job with like the whole vapor effect. Like, and then I'm pretty sure in uh, much later in the movie when, um, he's sort of like slowly turning into stone because of all the different EM waves in the world. Um, like you, you, like you can see like the camera. Well, it's either camera or CGI. It's probably CGI. Uh, just focus it on the tiny little dust particles in the air. Like it, even though like, you know, there is a shot in every one of these scenes, like these particles are very in focus when, uh, when it comes to these shots. Like, I feel like yeah. these, the, like the effects of this movie is well done. Mm. yeah no I, I remember the shot you're talking about it was kind of cool how they yeah. i was wondering what that was about but i guess yeah it was the, the hint that he was starting to dissolve mm-hmm. or turn to dust he was yeah. getting snapped um yeah. yeah i thought all the visual effects were like used really sparingly but used sparingly in that it made them believable and felt like part of the world and it probably was not like a major crunch for the anim or the visual effects artists, <laughs> yeah. so they actually had an ability to do it, unlike these yeah. super VFX heavy movies. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't. I don't know. There wasn't like um, the the Jin wasn't like over the top with his powers, but I think most of the flashback scenes were using CGI that were that you might not have noticed, like all of the like landscapes. That yeah. was definitely CGI. There was no like practical sets for like most of those places, um, and like I I felt like I could tell 
Um, I liked it, though. I, I thought it was supposed I liked to be, it. like, yeah. an impressionistic vision. I didn't think it was supposed to be, like, very photoreal. Um, and I, mm. I, I liked it. I don't know if I would go as... Like, impressionistic has to be, like, pretty No, I, I know. That's not the right word. But I just mean, like, it's not supposed to be real looking like i thought it was supposed to look stylized like when i really i think the moment for me that that i really bought like the cgi style of the movie is when uh <laughs> when fucking shiba was having sex <laughs> yeah uh, definitely we're, a pg we're... moment by the way no, 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 I, no, no, that no. one i was like oh yeah that's pg that's probably pg no, I, I even... just, it's just so smooth as as just like <laughs> hit the the guy picking up a a, a little what do you call these? A bottle? Uh, yeah, like, bottle. Whatever. Okay, a pic- picks of a bottle, does his hand thing, and then Idris Elba's character slowly starts dissolving, and then eventually he like did another like whirl movement, and then uh, it, like a ribbon fell on, and then did like a tie-ish thing. That moment was so clean and just like looks amazing visually. Like you know how like Wes Anderson movies nice, yeah. give you like. Like because they look so nice visually, right? Like you, you, um, you sort of get a kick out of just watching like the visual symmetry and the parallels and everything. The, this movie did the same thing to me. Like some With of the yarn. visual moments look beautiful. Magic yarn, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, uh, sometimes it's CGI work. Um, back to like the beginning. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does she use the her toothbrush to clean off dirt? Is that like a special toothbrush for the dirt, or is that the one that she puts in her mouth later? Bro, that that's your question. That's my question. I'm asking yeah. the real questions. Here. I think she, it's the idea. She's so concerned with, like, not, I mean, it's not her work, but because it's not like literally what she does. But she's like, they're so fascinated with these things that she's like, yeah, I'll fucking use my toothbrush or whatever. I didn't even see dirt on it. Like I like she picks it up. And I got that once it started coming off, but like it's not like a visually dirty bottle. Like it looked clean, and then she's like scrubbing it. I'm like, why are you doing that? And then the dirt falls off. I'm like, oh, I guess I guess it was dirt. There's no like insert shot or you know. I felt like it was missing that. But. Alex is gonna call up the set decks. It's like you guys did a shitty job. <laughs> yeah, art department. Yeah. Um, Speaking of like other things that just like small things that made me annoyed, um, those titles, those titles when we're in the like the Shiba era, Papyrus. What a great font! <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I was I didn't even notice that. <laughs> That's it's funny. The same, there's the same there's font a as whole, Avatar. There's a whole SNL yeah. uh, skit about it. It's Brian Gosling yeah. saying Papyrus. I honestly, I personally didn't mind those title cards. Like title cards. I, I was not a fan of the papyrus. It was, it's it gives like um, like trying way too hard to make it seem old, but it doesn't feel old at all. Like it feels fake old, you know. Okay. It feels like um, like a model in like a museum is trying to represent something old, but it's made using like newer technology, so it looks real off. That's what it felt like, you know. It just—it seemed out of place, and it was also like really big, if I remember correctly. Like it was oddly large uh, subtitles. Small things for me. Um, also, the genie likes his cousin. 
She oh, yeah. is his cousin. He says oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, in the she, Wikipedia. She has like a she has like a gin mother or something. It's his like cousin. One, <laughs> yeah, one one of his yeah one one of her parents is a genie. Or it's okay. It's okay if you're a genie or a yeah. gin. Um, <laughs> let's yeah. talk Back about. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh the gin. I think. The gin is a had it was the. I think it had potential to have like a fascinating story, but I never felt that it was fascinating. So like the bit where he was invisible for a hundred years, I never felt like like it never it was never compelling to me, and I was like that sounds so cool, like what that does to a person. But you, I mean, you never even see him. I mean, I guess because it's he's invisible. But like you only see that bit through his POV. Um, what else? And he's like immortal, and he keeps getting trapped in bottles because he's a simp. <laughs> and I was like, this sounds this sounds so cool on paper, and it just I don't know, it never did it for me. I sure. thought it could be cool. I think that I actually I have a general critique of both characters, where like I think that. Like, we're supposed to see, like, the movie is structured in a way that we're supposed to hear the stories and then see how they're affecting both characters. And I didn't have a, I might, I agree with you that, like, we didn't see enough of, like, the individual effects of these things in the genie and, like, going forward how, because the genie feels like it generally takes the same approach, like, every story, and it feels like it didn't learn from it yeah um, and then i yeah. had i had this i had in the same vein a similar problem with tilla swinton's character where i felt like we're supposed to see how all these stories are affecting her and and bringing about these kind of feelings she's pressed down and i felt like instead of seeing a gradual progression of that it was more like she's like you're trying to trick me genie genie you're just trying to trick me and then like eventually it's like boom genie i want you to be love me genie love me love me yeah. And like I thought that that was too sharp of a turn, um, mm-hmm. so I I actually that's one of my general critiques of the movie is that the balance between the um, flashback stuff and the real life stuff I didn't I thought that could have been connected better and flowed more. It felt like sometimes they were just cutting back to real time to just remind us that that's what's happening. Yeah, um, I I liked what he said. Like I feel like we see all these flashbacks and he's, you know, he's this character who's been around for 3000 years, supposedly, but I never feel that way. Like every time a flashback starts, it feels like this is, this could have been the beginning. Like, I don't get the sense that those, those a hundred years of invisibility didn't really do that much. It seems it doesn't have an effect on him. Yeah. No, I, I don't agree with that. Like I, Aiden, I agree with you that, uh, I think the, the sharp turn for, um, what is it alethi 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 alethia alethia thank you um like great for 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 her to like after listening to the story it's like uh i have a wish to make i want you to love me etc i that did feel a little abrupt for me but that's about like the only like main plot moment that didn't really make sense for me but when it comes to the gin story i thought it made total sense and like the story started with love and it always is about love. If you take, if you think about it, right? Like he got trapped in the bottle because, um, jealousy. 
jealousy sort of times. jealousy sort of and times. also um like the, the not willing to let go and then he got he got trapped the second time where he 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 agrees to help someone who's blinded by love and it, you know so, someone who's blinded by love and eventually like not really helping her but actually like endanger her eventually sort of led to her death and then the third time where he himself is uh, sort of like captured by love once again but this time he again is the one that's you know sort of jealousy comes back again but in a different angle because like this time the girl is not really in charge but like accidentally like because he kept preventing her to get uh, use the third wish right so it's this sort of like reverse power dynamic is kind of interesting and then lastly we come to the present day where like after all they have experienced they have new understanding in love which makes this relationship work which i thought is really beautiful way to like do it personally yeah i guess what i will say is that what i'm now thinking about now is that i do like how it was like he in the first story is like possessed by love Mm-hmm. And then in the third one, he is the possessive one, as you're saying. And yeah. I guess we do have that in the end where it's like, you know, oh, he comes and visits her every now and then. And they both kind of have their own thing, but they are together yeah. in the end. And like they've kind of both he's learned to be not this possessive figure that love isn't this. This shouldn't be this control grab. Mm-hmm. Like and I thought that, that like there was some interesting details there. Um and then, like, I guess Tilda Swinton sort of has to learn the same lesson in the third, um, in the third act. Like, it you, it is a certain amount of letting go that you yes. need to love. And so, I, I guess there was that, but I almost like I'm just kind of realizing this now, and I wonder, I'm wondering what they could have done to make that feel more natural to me, because it, to me, it still very much feels like blocky moments that aren't quite as connected as they should have been. Um, and I think that a lot of it has to do with, like, we just kind of see, like, the genie's anger, like, in this frustration. Like, we see, like, oh, he's generally very calm, but then sometimes he gets mad and he's, like, or not mad, but, like, frustrated and, like, oh, I need to be released. Um, and I don't know. I think we just should have seen more depth in their interactions. I, I still think it's a little jumpy with how it progresses through these things but i i agree with you that like the overall arcs i liked like the way that the from the start point to end point i like the journey they go on i just wish it was structured differently well i think uh like like personally okay this is sort of like sort of jokingly but not really like i think george miller when he started making this movie he's just like huh i want idris elba to be shirtless for half the film and i want and i want us to yeah, and and he and I want and I want us to jump in three different time periods and three exotic locations. That's sort of the, like the baseline, and then he sort of incorpor- started incorporating the plot later on. That's at least like how I, how I felt about it. Because it's like say, this is based on a book. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, it what is the based book on a book, dictates, but it's not like an original script. So. Okay, okay, Just okay. Like, 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 I agree with you, Aiden. But I felt like, especially for me personally, like the the story that captured me the most is the third one uh, about the the girl trapped in sort of like the attic, and like, Zephyr. Uh, thank you, Zephyr. Um, and like how, and I feel like 
they both have extreme like at that point like gene genie's been like sort of tricked because like he did the the second girl didn't use her third witch which could have released him and then now he is like you know um trapped again and from his description the days where he's trapped is they're not pleasant at all they can't sleep he relieves his memory way too many times prayed to all the gods but obviously like none of them answer him it's very um it's very uh very sad way for 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 jin to live so like he's very committed at that point to get himself out and but like she's also very committed to like learn about the wonders of the world and like um to and like and like and this is like a side thing like i really want to find out what happened to the girl afterwards like because like obviously like she wasn't like you know like in that world's history at least like she's not considered like a great inventor and thing like she's never been like she has so many great discovery knows about so many things but she's never like seen truly by the world which uh, i was kind of interested in finding out, out more about but obviously it's like less related to the main story and we didn't discover that but like also, going, yeah hold on let's also mm-hmm. not forget that they kind of like casually dropped this but like she has his child like she's oh yeah with, yes oh, yes they, they, they did we, they did do that we don't even yeah. Yeah. try to follow that thread we're just like oh yeah by the way mm-hmm. that's another like just random detail like that had no influence later on like it meant nothing. yes but, yeah, but like about that <laughs> the uh the point i'm trying to drive home about the third story is at that point he's been trapped many times and he spent many years of solitude and so he really wants to get out. He's committed for, for the girl to make a third wish. But she is also committed in her own quest for knowledge. And so it's like we see this like two people parallel, both very committed in what they're doing. But eventually he's willing to give up the things that he's committed to, to be with her. And I think that's very beautiful. But obviously like that relationship turned toxic. And then, you know, I never want to, I wish I never see you. And then boom. He's gone, and now he's in present day. So I think if yeah, I think if you um, turn yourself or not, if you what does he do? Like he puts him. If you put if you put yourself in a bottle, uh, any time that you're having a fight, maybe you should um, reevaluate your relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like um, yeah. And like, I think I think it's interesting that um, that he finds um, Zephyr like like they're so similar. Because she's all like they're both people who desire things, and they're both like trapped yes, in bottles. Yes, and and right I and I feel like the the putting oneself in a bottle, especially for a gin type of thing, it's like I'm willing to be trapped because like she is the only one that could release him right without like before she made the third wish, obviously, um, and like that's just giving so much trust and love to the other person, and. Dude, like I, I mean, I just that that third story really captured me. I feel like it's a very, very, uh, it's a great story, and like it gives the audience a really good perspective on like the Jin's perspective on love, and like I think it's the best one out of the three, personally. So I agree. I think that story was really good. I also just feel like I feel like the Jin is like such a more compelling character. Like I wonder what the movie would have looked like if he was the main character instead. Like he just, is the main character, though. Like we no, see, he's not. he's not the main character. He's supporting. Tilda, Tilda Swinton, Tilda uh, Swinton okay. is the main character. We start well, his, and end with her character. His name card did like 
uh, come up before Tilda's win. And so no, I, I came up at the same time from opposite <laughs> ends of the screen. Oh, okay, okay. Which I'm talking about in trailers, but like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Sure, whatever. But um, and I don't, I don't know if that's great evidence either. But yeah, I just feel like, like I, I never really left. I, I don't know. Tilda Swinton's character wasn't compelling to me. That's all. Well, well, I just felt like like she's someone that's you know that that's like doesn't have a lot of people in her life, and doesn't really have a lot of strong personal connection with a lot of people. It doesn't mean so, she like, can't be compelling though. Like so, she can be compelling so, in her. No, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, so like after listening to the Jin stories, and sees how like the Jin is sort of craving the same thing, you know what I mean? Because like. Every single person the jinn's interacted with, the jinn either wants to protect that person, be in a relationship with that person, or like, like she longs for that sort of deep personal connection. And like, especially the third story, I think that's sort of one of the reasons why it might be where like she just straight up said like, "You love me, love me." That's my wish. Uh, is that like she desires to be loved in a way that's like you know to be loved by someone uh, who 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 will commit everything drop everything even like their strongest wish which is to be free to be with you and she really wants someone like that to be in or, her life you know or to be loved like to be loved like how someone is in a story yes it, to, with, I, I, I sort of like she appreciates like the magic stuff a lot i feel like yeah what's interesting about that though is they keep go like there's a there's a tease like throughout the movie where it's like I can't grant a wish unless it's your deepest desire, mm-hmm. and then so he goes, "What's your desire?" And she says, "I don't know. I don't have any desires." Mm-hmm. And I like totally believe that because there's no indication of what her <laughs> desire could be yes. for the whole movie until she's like, "Oh, by I, the way, this is my desire." I don't think that's and true. Like, well, the okay, the only reason is like, like I feel like going into it, it's kind of obvious what it's going to be, but like I never felt like the things were laid down in the first act and the second act See, of like what she wanted. I think that like the movie knows that that's what you're going to think. And so it consciously made the choice. I don't know why I'm personifying the movie. It consciously made the choice <laughs> to like not try and um, to not try and go into that too much. I, I still agree with you that like the first act, there should have been more details like that. Cause like longing is vague. And we could see longing in very specific scenarios, and that would make it, mm-hmm. I, I think, more interesting. Um, so yeah, I I agree and disagree. Okay. <laughs> um, and kind of like on that same point, like I never bought the chemistry between Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, which is so weird because they're such good actors, and not even once was I like. Oh yeah, they should bone or you know whatever. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like, like the she, like, she, like she, I, hold on, Peter. She wishes for it, and I don't know if it was for his sake or for her sake. Like it feels like one of those things where it's like, oh, maybe this is what he wants, because it feels like neither of them wanted that. And then she makes a wish that she thinks is gonna please him because it. I never got the sense that I don't know. I never bought the chemistry. I I just felt like. It was a weird mismatch for like a like a romance movie. I was like, I don't these characters don't like each other. I got, I just felt like it's very single direction, at least at first. Like I just feel like um he, she knows that she has this power to, you know, make wishes. And like 
and she really wants to be in a relationship and like to get to know someone personally. So she made that wish. But I don't feel like the attraction goes both ways. Like it's sort of like I don't know if you guys ever played. I don't even know uh, if it goes one way. I feel like it goes no, zero I feel, ways. I feel like thing. I feel like I feel like it went definitely one way. Um, Which way? Uh, Tilda to uh, Idris. Yeah, I think to reference your th- your uncomfortable insert, I think that was one of the points of like when we see her. Do Which one? Know? The foot. The f- no, the the, the throat, the throat insert. Oh right, right, right. Oh yes, you're right. I forgot about. Oh that. yeah, that's sort of like an indication. Yes, because we Other see than, the same thing at Sheba's. Uh, uh, she's like sort she's of kind of being like yeah. intoxicated by his stories. Okay, like uh, yeah, yeah a little, okay, a little bit. Okay. But I do think uh, that brought that brings up an uh, interesting point, though. I don't know if you guys ever played this game or like watched the the show uh, or read the books. Uh, it's called The Witcher, and in The oh, Witcher, wow. in The Witcher uh, universe, there are two characters, Geralt and Yennefer, and there is this whole that they are supposed to be like romantic partners. But there is this whole thing that Geralt wished to a Jin to uh, be bonded with Yennefer and and ever since Yennefer found out about this she started questioning the nature of their relationship it's like is it real love between her and Geralt or is it just because Geralt made wish to a djinn so I felt like something like this similar uh dilemma exists here as well like does does is the love between her and Idris real or is it because that she made wish to a djinn that this relationship exists which is something I did not think about in the movie theater, but I'm sort of thinking about now. Yeah, and then I think the point at the end is supposed mm-hmm. to be that like it turned into a real thing, but I mm-hmm. think that that didn't, I that didn't sell for me. Like I think I'm in the same boat as you guys, where like the third act of this movie really, I thought needed to be a lot stronger, um, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't, I didn't quite buy the turn in the end of like now they truly love each other and it's not predicated on this wish or whatever. I didn't even like seeing that third act. I didn't even feel that they loved each other then. Like they just seemed like two people who were hanging out with each other. Like well, I it's still a, did it's not a, buy it then. It's I'm like um, it's it's like because like uh, Idris Idris's Jin spent the whole movie trying to fight for his freedom, and well, he's obviously given up on that a couple of times. Um, but then eventually, he willingly comes back from the realm of the Jin to be with her in a world where he is technically in danger because so many EM waves are around him. But, and he always stays, you know, like as the narration says, stays longer than he should. Yeah. Like, I think these are just indications that it is something real. It turned into something real or, you know. I think, yeah, I think these are all seeds of interesting yeah. things. I like what you said about the, the Gerald. Is his name actually Gerald or is it just Gerald? Gerald is a real name. Geralt, Geralt, because it's because it's a um, yeah. it's a Polish novel, so names are. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it's Polish, like yeah, I don't know the Poles rules, but um, back to this movie. Um, I feel like there's like seeds of an interesting story. I just really did not like the execution. Um, so yeah, like the idea that so like he's it's clear that he's trapped in this relationship again where like she's wished him to love her even though he probably didn't and wasn't going to (laughs) and then like i it the third act is both so quick and so long like i never get that he feels trapped like he's just 
flying one moment and then dying the next. Yeah. Yes. And it's and it's about EM waves. Okay, I'm gonna get into this right now. Shut up about EM waves. <laughs> I don't care. Please stop talking about them. It's one of these like things where they're trying to mismatch magic with the real world and like try to make it insightful. Oh, and there's that one bit where like title cards show up and it goes step one, EM waves, step two, something inorganic oh, yeah. matter, step yeah. three, particles, step yeah, four. I didn't get that. Issue. That it was so sense. random. That it's like, why are we weird. doing yeah. this? It's the formation of a gin. That's that's yeah, what it's. But why? Why are you yeah, showing it didn't, me this? It didn't add so anything. <laughs> and oh man, every time they talked about EM waves, I'm like, stop, stop talking about EM waves. It's uh, it really bugged me. I don't know why. It was yeah. like I, I felt like it's an interesting gimmick though, because um, at least like that made the airport seem very interesting, and it gave uh, Idris's character. A I didn't real get reason that for the longest time. Well, because it's, like, it's an X-ray, and she thought like it could hurt him. You know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that EM waves hurt him. We didn't know his weakness was EM waves. It remi- yes, we you did. know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Megamind. Do you remember Megamind, <laughs> the movie? With yeah. The which with which part? Which part? The, it's the, the fish part head? where no, it's the part. No, the fish head. What does that have anything to do with anything? Well, it's like <laughs> the the fish in the fishbowl, no, who's like a head to a mech. <laughs> About. <laughs> that is in the movie okay you're what about the fish so head right what are you talking about that is in the movie <laughs> i know, yeah i know fish head is in the movie but has okay. it have to do with what i'm talking about okay um, waves. anyways yeah so the so it's when um meg oh, what's the superman's <laughs> name the superman character is pretending to die and he goes oh no you figured out my weakness copper and he goes copper that's what this feels like it's like your weakness is em waves and then, yeah, like the x-ray she- scene was so weird and she was so freaked out about putting a salt shaker. I was like, why? first of all, why do they care if a salt shaker that's made of glass that's clearly empty? Yeah, I don't know. She was being be- sus as fuck about it, though. Like, yes. To, to a certain was. point, I get where they'd be like, all right, let's check this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> this must be some weird salt shaker if she's being so weird about it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Also, how did those machines work? Those gates? That you have to walk through. I thought they were metal detectors, but I guess I'm yeah, wrong, I, I, that's the they, glass they are shakers, there are metal so. detectors. They yeah, just but pick they up do, on glass. At airports, they do make you take off like not metal stuff too. Yeah, like they so say, like oh, empty well, your pockets. Well, they're trying to like decrease the wall, number of layers that, between yeah. you and the metal. But oh, yeah, I thought they were metal detectors, so I was like, why is it became a salt shaker? I don't know. That whole scene just nice. didn't have any tension. Like you knew that. He wasn't oh, going to yeah. die in airport security, so why why are we doing <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> you know. And that's well, the end I, of the movie. I, mean, I guess <laughs> my like, thing. They're trying yeah. to showcase how how much she cares for him. Yeah. And, well, why did that scene need yeah. to be in the movie? Because it's like because yeah. na- it's, it's not like a movie it's, about like it works. But it's it's, it's to contradict her attitude before. Like her attitude now, she's like almost obsessive about this thing that like yes. she didn't give a fuck about at all for like the first the part. Salt of the shakers? No, the the gin. And like, like Goodness. love and longing and whatever. Like she's now has this very possessive idea mm-hmm. of love, and I need to cling to it. Like that's yeah, the point of the scene sure. to me. Yeah. I, 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 I was a weird scene for me. I don't know. Um, what else? Wait, oh, we're guys, guys, remind me. Um, in the second story, uh, like the son who, after like his uh, his storyteller died, was too weak to lift mm-hmm. the stone. How did he get? He oh, it, alcohol abuse. 
right 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 and it was it was like one of the one one of the one of the prostitutes sat on the stone broke it and then threw it yeah. back in the ocean and she had right? a funny name that i didn't even realize oh okay okay never mind never mind. Give me a second okay, cool i just i just need to i thought i missed something in that part but i didn't the wikipedia article names her and i had no idea she had a name mm-hmm. do you want to guess what her name is no I'm, we probably won't guess correct anyways <laughs> it's two english words so it's not like something Spider it's like face. two words it's words they're not names um, it's like a nickname i got enough Tr- truck driver <laughs> sugar lump oh, oh yes sugar lump. yes Yes, oh, I, that I was in the movie. Remember that. Name. That was in the movie. It was like the, after the the guy got named King. It's like oh, and his favorite his favorite one got named like the governor or something named Sugarlump. Yes, I remember <laughs> laughing at that. One of those in the, in the random details yeah. um, that reminds me of one my favorite line in the movie, um, and I think I wrote it down rightly or correctly. Um, the the Jin says um, they were just talking about how that son likes voluptuous women and they and the gin says my fate turns specifically on this fetish (laughs) (laughs) what a great line yeah that was fire (laughs) also at some point when the mom comes back to the guy and like opened up the door and she's like come here my son come to the door or whatever and like his hand is slimy I mean, it's as a lube. I mean, it's as a lube like, come, bro. It's lube. I was like, like thanks, Peter. <laughs> yeah, this is our family-friendly like... podcast. Actually, this is PG. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but she kisses his hand. I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, why I, is I, it slimy? That was funny. That's another George Miller yeah. random. Like, oh, another shot. I directorial. Yeah, another shot I like in that scene. The shot where it's showing it's just like a wide of the room, and we don't know which one is him for a second. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, and then, and then yeah. he turns. I like that. Yeah. Um, what else? We're, I'm almost out of things to talk about. Um, the finale, uh, or like the the ending. Um, COVID is canon in this universe. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so I want to talk to you guys about this. Jarring for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like it's, anytime it's I see COVID in a movie, they can't commit to it. It's always like in a couple scenes and like two, like two well, I mean, people are not, It was in Westworld. Really like, she was not really like indoors and stuff. Like she's wearing a mask okay, indoors she, and on transport, which makes sure, sense. But. but like you remember in Westworld, the newest season, there was COVID for some people. Like I think the bar staff at some of the restaurants in Westworld. But like it's it's never consistent, mm-hmm. and it's always like I didn't I don't notice like to be honest. It in it's mm-hmm. it's not like one of those. It's I don't know if it's not cinematic, but it like takes me out of the illusion. Right? It takes me it's out of it a little bit real. too. But I think because it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything intelligent to say about it. But like it's. Hey, like, but, I, yeah. but but guys, guys, <laughs> three years later, COVID is not a thing anymore. We're almost there. <laughs> Hold your. In the, in the no 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 in the what? movie in the movie in the movie oh in the in the movie yeah. yeah um I feel like it's it's on the the level of like the Riddler live streaming and the Batman <laughs> yeah I loved that though I thought it was so funny it's like Same. oh right I like that the too, real yeah. world exists yeah <laughs> this isn't right I think um, in movies where they've cultivated like a very fantastical and like far from real world like it's like yes oh, like, oh, yes shit. like it doesn't yeah. really fit with this movie I agree. But I also think, like, I don't know. I think it's we're going to see it more going forward. 
and I think it's going to be weird. Like, the further we get away from the thick of the pandemic, I think the weirder it's going to be when movies are, like, set in modern day, but there's no mention of it or no mm-hmm. trace of it. Yeah. And so I, I do think that, like, going forward, like, there's going to be a little bit more, and I don't know. Yeah. It, did, it only took me out for a second, so I, I wasn't upset by its inclusion. I think, like, if it's a movie about COVID, that's fine. You can have a movie about COVID. I'll watch that, and I'll be like, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, the, the real world, like, our real world. And usually, like, in that case, it's part of, like, the, the story. Like, the story sure. is about the COVID, whatever. Usually romance. There's a lot of COVID yeah. romances. I don't know if you know that. But, um, but yeah, like, and I mean, before this, like, people did mask before, like, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah. You, if you go back and, like, like I remember um, The Big Short. One of the main characters wears a mask. Oh, yeah. Brad, Brad Pitt's character wears a mask, I'm pretty sure, at some point. So, I don't know. Um, let's talk about, we've, we've alluded to this already, but let's talk about um, the third act as a whole. Uh, I like to call it 3,000 years of false endings. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. at least four different times they fade to black, which seems like the ending, and then it's not. And then yeah, I do yeah. it again and again and again. Yeah, yeah I feel that like, too. I feel it's like that uh, too. Return of the King, or is that the third Lord of, Lord of the Rings movie, the one that has four million endings? I think that might be the name, but I I saw that when I was too young to understand oh, yeah. filmmaking. That movie, like, it's like a meme that, like, that movie, like, it's like, oh yeah, and then this happened, and then they're all happy, and then Frodo has to go, and then yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could see that being true for the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I thought this third act, like you said, it was like simultaneously too long and too short. The note I sent you was the end is too damn long. <laughs> like, just because I feel like it was like, what are we doing here? Like, I just felt like, yeah. again, like, we're just sitting with them. And I also didn't feel too much of the chemistry here. Um, like, I felt like I was really, really into the movie up to this point. Like, I know that you guys weren't as much necessarily but like the story stuff i was like this is really cool i like this and then it was like just this weird point where it felt like a bunch of things were happening and it just, the movie just felt like it needed to be longer to get to the point where it's like it really didn't have that much to do or say in this third act and then the turn to like oh he's suddenly he's suddenly fucked and then what what even happens there's another like there's another Tilda Swinton character turn that was just very, very abrupt. Like she's just suddenly different. And yeah, I don't. Was it in the I don't, coffee shop. She was typing at the coffee shop. I know it's, it's near the end, but it's it's one like her attitude just like rapidly changes about it. And I was, was there's another the, one. I was like, okay. Was it the very end when she's writing in the book at the park? No, I think I think it's still when the gin is there. I think it's it might have been something that struck me when the gin was like turning to stone and stuff. I think I think it's that she like very sudden. It might have been that she very suddenly was like able to release him. Like it just mm-hmm. felt like uh, very unceremonious. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't know. Like we're like we've built up a little bit of time here to show that she's now very possessive of him and she's kind of clinging to this in sort of like a fantastical way. Like she's not being realistic about things. Um, and then suddenly it's just like, oh no, gotta let go. Like I get that he's like dying, but you'd think there'd be more to that moment. I actually quite like that moment because, like, um, as you as you explained, like at that point, like they, you know, they spend quite a bit of time together, and she's still like, you know, wherever she goes home, she's 
expecting to see him, you know, waiting for her. Um, and at that moment, I sort of, I sort of feel like she makes two wish really rapidly. First one is that I wish you to speak to me. And the second one is I wish you to be free and then like to yeah. be back with your own kind. Right. It is like sort of like his, her epiphany that this relationship, like if it keeps going, it's like she's becoming selfish and toxic in, in, the, in that sense that she wants him to stay with her forever, but, but with like regardless of her, his well-being, which is exactly sort of what he did in the third story. And like, and I think like hearing the third story and actually developing real feelings for him she is able to learn to let go. And I think it's yeah. just like, that moment made sense to me and I thought it was pretty beautiful. No, it, it made sense to me too. I thought it was like the old, the, I don't know if you guys have heard people say like, if you let him, if you love something, let it go. And then if it comes mm-hmm. back to you, like it's yours. Like I, that was, I think like the point of that little end chunk. But I just do think, I still think that her character turn to make that decision was still, because she's not, she's basing at that point to me, her desires are based more off of her own insecurities. Like she's made what to her is this huge leap, this transition from completely solitary to now clinging on to this person. Mm-hmm. And I think a person like that is going to be too more scared than that to let go because like that took so much to take that step. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think the, like the realization there is that like, if you really love this thing, like you have to realize that you're, you're harming it. But I, mm-hmm. and like i think there has to be more of a realization that Mm -hmm. what she's doing isn't really love and i i feel like it was too sharp of a turn for me because yeah there's Mm -hmm. no scenes where you're like where you get to feel that there's no love there right like there should be like a lot more scenes where they're doing things where you gradually get to realize this isn't what it was meant what it all right like nothing And, and tilda needs to gradually realize that too and she does it's too short yeah. there's not enough going on in the ending she was given like a big push though because it was life and death i know but like i still yeah. think like she's acting a little bit on selfishness in that point i think like it takes more to overcome that look we get we get one scene where there's the hint that i didn't even pick up on that the gin might be dying because the dust we yeah. rack focus to the dust and then rack focus back and most mm-hmm. people are like I don't know what that means. That means nothing to me. I, and then that means the next scene, he's dying. Yeah. 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 Where's all the other scenes? You're missing scenes. Like, yeah. That's not, you can't just, you know, it's it's very weird. No, I agree Because it's to too that. short and too long. And I, what I was thinking was like, there's just no causality. Like there should be, okay, and then this happens. And then this happens. And these things happen because the last thing happened. And that just doesn't happen. It seems like the most random selection of scenes with scenes missing between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole ending was... I do think to an extent that effect was intentional and like, and I still think it wasn't executed super well, but like, it's like what we we're talking about and we can go into like stories and storytelling how like when you're talking about the details of a story, like or I will say real life when you're talking about real life and you're recounting real life story, like it's going to be someone's real life experience is this random kind of non-causal link of events that you trace a through line through. Um, And I thought that it was trying to make a point of like things that like what is significant and what will 
be significant is not necessarily obvious. Like, when a person receives a story, they are also kind of writing it in a sense, and that they are picking out what is important and what, what the yeah. meaning is. I see what you're trying to say. Yeah. And I feel like the movie is trying to... Rep- like, you see this in the flashbacks where we have all these random moments that, like... Uh, like, all these kind of grand things that happen, and then they don't matter, like we've been talking about. But then these, like, little things here and there do matter. And I feel like the movie was trying to replicate that a little bit, where you're supposed to kind of parse out, um, like, your own story from this just splatter. and But I don't think it was done super, super well. But I appreciate yeah. tackling that idea. And if, I feel if, like that it's like... case, um, if that were the case, like, this movie would be two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. If it was truly everything and there was no selection of what was... Because sure. I think yeah. I think what you're getting at is like life is like a rock and you have to to create a story or like it's like I, I can only think of like Michelangelo, right? Where it's like he didn't create the statue, he had defined it, or like I forget what he says. Some some sculptor mm-hmm. is like, you know, I was just finding what was there. The story is in the rock. You yeah. have to just shave away the details to find yeah. what is in the rock already. And I feel like that's a neat idea that I didn't get from this movie. Like, I think this movie is, it's almost like everything everywhere all at once in a sense where like the whole story is really big. But if you really look at the core of the story, everything everywhere all at once, it's the story about family. And this one is like, despite the setting and the locations we visit, the time we travel, that uh, this all gives out a sense of an epic, but the story is still it's a really very short simple. epic. Yeah, epics yeah, are long totally, movies. Totally, totally. Yeah, like the, the, they're set in this like huge historic, uh, both in terms of historic, in terms of time, and also in terms of location. Like this huge backdrop, but the story is very simple. It's about this Jin's life and how he's trying to escape his prisoners. And about discovering love, which I think, I think yeah. Sorry, like, sorry. Finish your thought. Yeah. Like, like, like. I think it's a it's a neat concept. I don't I don't think it's like it, like obviously like in in epics like things are messy, right? Like it's not just always everything happens to serve the story, but it's also what makes these stories fantastical and also real, in my opinion. So I saw yeah I saw I th- Lawrence. I of think Arabia. they're needed. So. I saw Lawrence of Arabia for the first time this summer, mm-hmm. and it's very much an epic. It's, what is it, almost four hours long, I think? It's very long, yeah. yes. So that one, I, I can pretty well remember distinctly, is every single scene is important to the story, and it is deserves to be in the movie. And I think I think this movie, uh, 3,000 Years, should have been an epic, because then every genie story gets its due time, and like I, I feel like it's a, a grand scale movie that was forced into a shorter than average movie. Like it's I would love two hours if long. the movie could be a little longer for sure. And then maybe you actually get to like learn who these characters are by spending time with them. And you know, I think the genies. I think the story of the Jin is an epic, and it's treated like very very quick montage kind of 
not montage, but I wouldn't say they're quick though. Yeah. Like, it's okay. It's 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 large portions of the movie, like, but it still like, feels like I would, glossing over. I would appreciate if they level it up and spend more time with the stories, but the way they're currently handling it makes sense for what the story for, for the story they're trying to tell right now. Yeah. Is my take. Um so. Yeah. One thing about wishes. I feel like okay, two things about wishes. One, there's a, a scene in the trailer it's in the real movie too, but where she says, I wish I had never met you. And it seems like that's going to be like a big thing in the movie. And then literally he's like, don't say that. And she's like, okay. And then the wish doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, like that's such a cool thing. Like, Oh, if they never met, what does happen? And we don't explore that. And I thought that would have been so cool. And you know, that could have been like a, a discussion of longing and whatever and whatever, mm-hmm. but. I'm sure. I don't know. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. And then also about wishes. Um, I feel like in a story with a gin where you get three wishes. Yeah. If you don't wish for the freedom for that third wish, I mean, you're kind of an asshole. So like, you know, that's going to happen. <laughs> oh no, no. The third like, wish is get... a given. So it's really the no, first two wishes no, where no. you're like, who knows what's going to happen. He is released right away. As soon as the person makes the third yeah. wish. Yeah. As as regardless. Three wishes, yeah. Just free. Well then what's her third wish? Her third wish is for the djinn to survive and get the fuck out. But that's because, like, the you, idea is that in the end, that's just, what in the end, that's what her deepest desire is. Yeah, like, that's okay, the idea. You, so that's why yeah. she wishes for it as her. Third but you wish. just said that like he would have been released free anyways by that third wish. Like, if the third wish was anything random, yeah, but she cannot she still wish, been released. She cannot so, wish for anything random though. She needs to wish for what she deeply she desired a hamburger, like. Yeah, I feel that's like, not, you know, like, that's not your these rules are really, desire, though. These rules are really unclear. I feel like Aladdin did it better. Because it's like an one. emotional thing, man. Like, it's like... It wasn't like, like well, sh- Sure, everyone would love, you know, some, like, some money. But, like, are you, like, craving? Are you willing to, like, die? Like, are you dying to wish to get some cash? Like, I don't I, think you I, have to be yeah. dying for something to get it. I liked what they were going for, but I think they should have executed it i don't think you need more rules than that it's 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 literally just like um but but you're saying there's two different ways to free a genie either you wish for their freedom no you you don't three random wishes well yeah he's free anyways and it's just the wishes that have a requirement like because like she did that earlier on in the movie it's like oh i want i want your headache to be gone i want to have this uh snack over here and but but the genie Mm. literally told him that it does not work like that. You need to wish for something that you it, that is want. your deepest yeah. desire. I yeah. want a lightsaber. Can I get that? Like, I don't Wait, know. Is that your whatever. deepest desire? No, I, I thought the rules were Hell fine. Hell yeah. yeah. I thought the rules were fine. I just felt like... Fine. I, and I like the, the turn in the end that like... Um, like her deepest desire becomes about him but i think mm-hmm. we didn't see enough of again we didn't see her love of him become a genuine love instead of ap- operating out of a like an insecurity um yeah yeah so that's that's yeah. why i seen it work for me but i thought the rules were fine dude alex yeah. stop trying to like pick on the most random things so you can shit on this movie this is why i have a <laughs> podcast this is the whole point <laughs> okay i'm gonna last nitpick this movie before we end it like it's, a cool, it's one of the very last things that happens in the movie some kid kicks a soccer ball at bro the that was a nice and one kicks it over his head yeah. and then bounce over the lamp- lamppost and then bounce back and then bounce back. it's like an arcade machine pinball like ding, 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 all over the place and then what 
That was fun. What a random, that, random that moment fun. to end the movie on. It's very George Miller. Or, or is that his name? I'm already forgetting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, George Miller. Like if if random Dude, it's is like literally thing, like, everything you disagree with is like, oh, it's a George Miller thing. Maybe. Well, I didn't know that that was his thing. Like it's just so weird. Um, okay, guys, titular segment. I want to move on. Yeah. Titular segment, Predator versus movies. Oh but Predator God. have improved this movie. Dude, low-key, that would be so much fun. Dude, honestly, if one of the stories, like, involved Predator, like, that actually, <laughs> yeah. that, like, that could have been kind of sick. Like, it would have fit in with George Miller's randomness so well. Like, I wouldn't even yes. have been thin. It actually, like, been, like oh, yeah, might have been too. fine. I was going to say earlier, like, I feel like the way that this, like, the gimmick of, of the podcast is going to play, I was like, if we like the movie, then Predator not in movie, and if we don't like yeah. movie, Predator in movie. But in this case, like I did like the movie, and I genuinely think it might have been cool if the Predator was in it. Yeah, yeah. You can't totally. go wrong with Predator. You can spice <laughs> up that third act too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eating those neighbors. Yeah. If Predator but was in the movie, if Predator was in the movie, what would it wish for? If it got the gin, just better hunting supplies <laughs> per- predator goes to fucking w- w- what's the hunting shop Kadera? Kabera? Cabela's. 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 Uh, dude, dude. Cadera. yeah he just wishes for like a thousand dollar gift card to Cabela's. Yeah. yeah i feel I like feel predator like... could be looking for love he looks like a guy that yeah. wants some lost love everyone's looking for love in this movie um i feel like predator would look for a planet of things it could hunt like really tough oh yeah tough things yeah and all uh all expenses pay vacation for predator um okay that's enough of that uh next segment one of our last recommendations what have people been watching or consuming let's keep it brief we've been here forever already so um parker why don't you start yeah um i don't know i haven't been watching too many movies recently i've been watching some tv though uh severance on apple tv i don't know if any of you guys have seen severance i haven't watched it yet it's okay my best, crazy crazy good i uh i can't recommend it enough and then uh i finished that one off so i've been watching the boys catching up on the new season of that yeah. and yeah big fan i've got one episode left in season three but i have a feeling that it's gonna knock it out of the park so it's that's what i've been watching man the <laughs> yeah. season three finale is pretty explosive <laughs> Yeah. yeah, great job. Oh, man. Um, is that it for yep. Parker? Yeah, that's pretty much Night. all I've been watching recently. Cool. Uh, Peter, what about you? Uh, for me personally, I did watch She-Hulk, but I did not watch last week's episodes. I need to do that. Um, and i also been watching House of Dragon every week. Uh, it's been great. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of lore in general, and uh, this, this whole show is pretty much about the lore of the Targaryen family, so uh, it's been great. I've been enjoying the show and uh, looking forward to watch today's episode. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. It's kind of late where you are, but... <laughs> yeah, no, not happening today. Uh, yeah. That's it for you? Yes. Aiden, what about you? Yeah, I have this like, really new, wild movie that's come out recently, Jaws. Um, yeah. bro yeah. never heard of it is it yeah. good yeah it was good i mean it was re-released yeah. in imaxes so i went and saw it uh like last week That'd be cool really good movie Re- hot take here jaws is really <laughs> well made um have you seen yeah, it before i've seen it not for a long time though 
I was probably right. like 10 when I saw it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's super, super well crafted. It's like, it's crazy how a movie that old is legitimately refreshing to watch because of like how well crafted it is and how just of a good adventure, like, you know, adventure movie, yeah. suspense movie it is. Um, yeah. So I'd say if it's in IMAX around you, go watch it. It's uh, it's a good time. It's worth it. I need to rewatch it. It's I've seen clips um, of it. I think partly because of uh, film school, like we had to watch it for yeah. some courses. Um, but yeah, it looks, uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, that's all for you. Just Jaws. Yeah. I've been doing too. I have uh, been reading a lot of textbooks, so. <laughs> mm, that's the, I wouldn't wreck those yeah. if I were you. But yeah. um, I've been watching more TV than movies. Um, you know, keeping up with She-Hulk. Uh, the first three episodes were... First episode um, had a good moments. Um, I think, though, it needed that fourth episode for me to be like, oh, this is what the show is, and this is a, an actually like solid episode all the way through. You could probably start watching episode four and just ignore the first three. They're not that great. First one is like her origin and her controlling her powers with her cousin, the real Hulk or the, the OG Hulk. Random has nothing to do with the tone of the show. Like it's a lawyer comedy and there's no lawyering in the first episode. Um, I'm already forgetting the second episode is like how we get to the lawyering superheroes bit. Like we have to get there because she's not that at the beginning. So that would have been the pilot originally. The third episode was starting to get there, but like, I just, I don't know. It was an okay episode, but the first, the third one was the first time where I was like, Oh, this is what the show is about. The fourth one was another version of like, Oh, this is the actual show, but it was good. Um, it has Wong in it hilarious um there's a new character called madison with two n's and one y but not where you think that's her line and it's great madison's a hilarious character um anyways go check out she hulk episode four skip the first <laughs> you don't need them they literally do nothing they're it's very funny um i've also been watching house of the dragon house of dragon Ugh, i always get this wrong um hot I hate d it. just say hot I d really dislike it it's misogyny for no reason okay um, okay Peter the, be okay <laughs> i listened to the last episode and i totally disagree with, with, with what you said oh yeah there was, was a huge difference this. between like real misogyny and also like how um movies and like tv shows set in that's meant to mimic a certain time period portrays it it is the way they were treated it was terrible and i think the show does a very good job at exposing how it's not terrible real, though, right? It's a yeah, fantasy it's series. It's dragons. That's yeah, there's dude, no dude. Okay, okay, okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I think first episode did a very good job of showcasing how poorly women were treated in the world, in in that world, and it did a very good job because like a show can showcase that and just be neutral about it, but the show made That's the deliberate effort to make to make the audience sympathize and showcase how terrible these things were. So what happened was in the first episode, um, the a woman 
was forced to do a C-section, and back then because they don't have the technology, the back C-section. Then, it's a fantasy show. You're crazy. There is no. They are. They are choosing everything that they put in. <laughs> exactly. Like it's meant to be said in the no, that's not what time mean. period. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, I don't. I don't agree with that at all. Like. Just the fact that it has dragons does not mean that it needs to have robots. Like it is, like it is meant to be set in this medieval <laughs> world. Like, <laughs> I don't what understand your point at all. Like I don't understand. Like just because it's a fantasy does not mean that it requires like actual sci-fi technology to be in. No, there. but it does mean what? that they can't rely on. Oh, it, this is how things were to justify the content of it. What? That doesn't make okay, any okay, sense Peter, to me Peter, because Peter, it Peter. didn't it's fantasy, happen. It's a fantasy series. Everything in it is fiction. So when you say things used to be misogynistic, you mean in our world. But it doesn't it mean is in meant every to be okay. Like. George R. R. Martin was like it's not he, actually he the Middle inspir- Ages. It's fake Middle Ages with dragons. But it is in it. meant to be set in the Middle Ages. That's the whole point. We're okay, supposed in a fictional to, world. Okay, but you're the, still picking. You're why still- do you even watch fantasy if you want to have your fantasy world set up as perfect as you know, no misogyny, no racism? That's what adds nuance about it. Like, for example, the world of The Witcher, there's fucking racism everywhere. Dwarves, elves, all mistreated. Humans were on top. There's racism. And that's what adds conflict into the shows. That's what makes them interesting. Because they were fighting for their own rights. But because, like, you see this human perspective, you see this dwarf perspective, you see this elf perspective, and you're meant to, like, sympathize and see, like, the, the flaws in the system and how they were treated. But that's what makes the stories interesting. If everyone's living happily ever after, no one will want to read that story. At least I won't. You can have, okay, you can have conflict without misogyny. I'm just saying, like, especially that first episode, it's like a really terrible okay. scene. Like, I want, just, I want to, I want gross. to. It's not okay. Any the way the show want. presents I w- it. Man. I would like the listeners decide them for for themselves. Okay, I will present it. Eleven listeners. Woo! <laughs> so Some what happened in the first us. episode was. A woman was forced to undergo C-section. I don't have time for a recap, okay? I gotta go to the bathroom, so I'm trying to run. Dude, trying I'm to finish not, up dude, this episode. Dude, the thing <laughs> is, you guys are pressing your own views onto, onto listeners. I won't stand by that, you know? Okay, like, you, like the, like, you like the show, and we don't. Or I don't. I don't know if they've seen it. I haven't but, seen like, it. I just think, like, dude, the general point of, like, like fantasy I, writers have complete control of what they put in, and when they take very serious things, like... It matters how they present it. And that's also, what my point is. Also, Peter, I'm the minority position. Most people are not saying bad things about the show. So, like, whatever. I, I don't want to keep going on this Cause, for Because, dude, the whole point later, is that later, we, bro. See, we see cruelty. We see misogyny. But it is that's not shown is. in a good light. You know? It's not like so, the show is trying to promote violence. The show is just, showing you the violence. A, that, dude, like, fucking... Like in the latest episode, dragon went to war, collateral damage. People on your own side dies because dragon is supposed to be showcased as a machine of mass destruction that does not pick sides. You know? Okay. It's not okay, Peter. I just I don't like the show. I don't think it's a good show. I know Dude, you love it. We like, need to have an episode to discuss about later, this. Later. You know, this is a Anyways, let me finish my Rex. Okay, drop. No more House of Dragons. Okay, I've also been watching The Rings of Power. I like that show. It's fantasy. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. I like it too. So There's right. racism. You'll love it, Peter. <laughs> um, I like that show. I think it's also filmed very well. Um, House of the Dragons is filmed more like 
Game of Thrones was, like a TV show. Rings of Power is filmed kind of more like a movie, but it's still, every episode feels like, it's written like it's an, like a TV series, which I know, like the Marvel shows, people complain that it's like a long movie, chopped into bits. I feel like this is more like a, written like a TV show. Um, so yeah, Rings of Power, go check that one out. That's good. I've also been watching an, an older show, um, only has two seasons. It's called Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. It's Jermaine Clement, um, mm-hmm. who's like a collaborator sort of with Taika Waititi. They're both, uh, they're from New, Ze- New Zealand. <laughs> um, and it's just two guys who are in this like novelty band, which means like they just make silly songs that are goofy. Um, and it's them and, oh, and Riz Darby's in it as like their stupid manager. And they're just like complete idiots. It's so, it's like, my kind of humor that I, I love and then songs are in every episode. It's great. Such a fantastic show. Check that one out. Um, I also watched Don't Look Up for the first time. Terrible movie. Terrible. It deserved everything that people were saying about it. Not a good movie. Um, don't check that one out. Um, last thing, uh, I found this new song that I like. It's called Betty Davis Eyes from the 80s. Betty spelt B-E-T-T-E. That's B-E-T-T-E, <laughs> not how you would think to spell Betty. Bet, you might say. Anyways, love that song. I just discovered it, and it's an older song, but check out Betty David's Eyes. Um, so what's for next week? Um, there's a couple movies. We're, we're getting into the uh, Alex Loses Money season, which is all the good movies are coming out, all like crammed into the back end of the year. Um, so next week, we got a bunch Um it's See How They Run, um, a movie with Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan, both fantastic. It looks like Knives Out, like um, comedy and murder mystery. There's The Woman King, um, the like um, African nation like of warriors movie. Um, Pearl, the prequel for the movie X that came out this year. Oh, yeah. Um, a Bowie documentary, Moon Age Daydream is coming out. And I don't usually watch docs, but I'm seeing that next weekend. It looks fantastic. And Ana de Armas is in Blonde, which I've heard mixed things about, but I love Ana de Armas. I'm a certified stan, so might just have to check that one out anyways. So I have no idea what we're going to choose. Lots to pick from, but uh, we're eating good this year. Lots of stuff to come. <laughs> um, so if you're a fan of the show, Follow us on Twitter at Predator V Movies. Um, I've been tweeting into the ether for like a week and like no one follows us. So like <laughs> follow us for like, like I've been tweeting for no reason. Um, <laughs> so check 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 us out for like movie news. Like I retweet stuff that I hear and I use I like I funny. I funny guys. Come on, <laughs> help me out here. Um, check that us out on funny. Instagram. Thank you. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Predator versus Movies Podcast. Um, I hate that they're different handles, but whatever. It's too late now. Um, and why don't you check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. Um, I write fun movie reviews. Um, does anyone want to plug their stuff? You don't have to if you don't want to. Um, I'm I'm cool for now. Yeah, I don't think I got any plugs. Do you okay, sound just like- me. You sound like Just Sean me. Evans right now. Do you know who that I'm is, a, Sean Evans? No, I don't. I'm a clout chaser, oh, okay. and I'm proud Fair of it. Mind. That's okay. <laughs> um, so, I was Alex. Come on, guys. I was Aiden. <laughs> I was Dude, Parker. What, what?
What was this I was thing about? You just say it. Just say it. And I was Peter. Yeah. And this was Predator Bree Movies. I'm going. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Bye, 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 bye.